0: Get ready for two hours of hard-hitting football talk straight from their jocks about the jocks. It's football on the know with Jim and Joe. What's going on everybody welcome to another episode of football on the know I'm Jim McFeeney alongside of me is Mr. Joe Decapita.
1: What's going on all welcome back for another edition of football on the know show we are locked and loaded ready to go talk some more football with you And we are also going to be bringing up the topics of Odell Beckham Jr. where he possibly could be going What decision could he make and what would be the smart decision for Odell Beckham Jr. going forward as well as what a crazy past Sunday we've had a lot of upsets a lot of a lot of craziness with referees making terrible calls and what have you. We already know the deal there. But also we want to thank you, welcome you. If you're new to the show, make sure you go to head over to YouTube or Facebook. Football on the no show. You can search us up on. Hit the subscribe button. Really support it helps us out. Support the channel and hit the notification bell to let you guys know when we go live. Uh, we could also follow us on Twitter at FB underscore no. Uh, really appreciate you guys jumping in here. Uh, we already got first guy right in the front door right here. Just came in. It, yeah, that's right. We've got Max Bo- Mac Boyd here. Max
0: Boyd's in the house with us. He says Patriots all the way, baby. Yeah, yeah he's baseball. all excited. Oh, a Nice win here. The Patriots fans excited. Getting back to their winning ways, you know, and they love Mac Jones out there. Uh, I'm super excited, and you know why too? Because I've been going to repsports.com and get my raise energy. You know, Joe, we got the promo code right now. Raise them up, R-A-Z-E-M-U-P. That's right. You put in that promo code right now. You guys can get a discount here on your raise next order here. All you got to do is pay shipping there for that. So make sure you go to repsports.com for that and get yourself some raise. We got the new flavor too coming. Is the berries and cream? I think berries you know, and cream. Oh, berries that sounds, and cream sounds amazing. I love berries and cream. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, a crazy weekend. A lot of upsets, Joe. We want to talk For about sure. upsets and how the um the NFL has tried to get parody here and there and everywhere. Mm-hmm. It is no, not it. shown as much <laughs> as it was this past weekend and this past season. This season has been off the wall. Just when you think you got yeah, a team dialed in and, and they're gonna be a winner, a contender, mm-hmm. all of a sudden they have a lay an egg of a, of a of a team of a game. And uh last week the Buffalo Bills what the heck happened with them and in, in, in the, uh, the the Jacksonville Jaguars? I mean, was it just like the right type of setup here? It seemed like to me that they were just kind of uh, lethargic. Like, again, I think they were going to roll through this team, kind of right. not really prepared enough, yeah. and they were kind of just like, all right, let's just go and kind of go through the motions. That's exactly what it and was. And then it kind of seemed like when the game started to just seem like, oh, wait a minute, the time ticking. It's like, we got to get going, and then they couldn't mm-hmm. get it started here.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it came down to, is they were just overlooking that team, and they were – Hey, and they got surprised. They got punched in the face. That's what it is. They just got punched in the face. They thought they had a clean, uh, an easy win, a clean, you know, they, they were just going to walk in there and walk out with a W, and, and it just did not happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Bills, this is going to be their wake-up week. You know what I mean? I fully expect them to come back strong this week and uh, try to dominate, you know, the, the, uh, you know the, uh, in week 10.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, again, and the problem is with the Bills, it could be maybe this is an eye opener for them is they really got to get that running game going. You know, if you cannot be balanced and and, and you can't have uh, Josh Allen being your your main runner and and have all the yards for them and and have it all the pressure go on him to perform, uh, that ends up being very one dimensional and it becomes a problem. Uh, because also when you see he got pressured, he started to make some of those bonehead mistakes that some of these younger quarterbacks do. When you feel like the, the games on them and they feel like they have to do everything to make things happen. You're starting to see it with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, have you seen it with, with, um, uh, uh, you know the quarterback for the, uh, the the Carson Wentz for the Colts. He's done it time and time again for the Eagles. Where it feels like, oh man, there's nothing really around me. Things aren't going right. I got to do something here. And they and the, not taking the sack always bothers me. You see that with a lot of quarterbacks all the year we saw it with um it was uh, Matthew Stafford even too the old spinner Rooney interception you know right there for a pick six like what the hell was that you know what I'm saying <laughs> you're going down and, and even they said too I think they asked the one uh the, the referee that they had there uh with them on the team like even if he went down there it wouldn't have been a a uh, safety because of where the ball ended up being placed right before the line mm-hmm. it still wouldn't have been a safety but he doesn't know that in the moment he's getting no. rushed he knows no. he's standing in you're the right. paint he's right. like I gotta get rid of this or yeah. I can't take the sack but he happens to get whipped around and just throws it directly at a defender. And and it got off to a real bad start here for the Rams, too, as well, going down to the Tennessee Titans, who were that defense and that defensive line really getting a pass rush going and
1: looking like a different animal, too, as well. Yeah, I mean, and, it, and that's the thing, too, is like the, the Rams, they, they were in the same boat as the Bills. I, I feel like they were kind of overlooking the Titans, and, and, and it showed. Uh, they, they made mistakes and mistakes that they don't normally make the Stafford. Like you mentioned, like him being, you know, wild with the football and, and not being smart with it. Uh, if you're going to get whipped around and you just want to get rid of the ball, just whip it right out of bounds. You know what I mean, as long as you've got a receiver on the outside, you can just say, oh, well, I overthrew him. You know what I mean? You can do things to get away with it, even if he threw it in the ground, like towards a receiver's feet. You know what I mean? So that way it would be just be an incomplete pass. And it was it was a it was a rough outing for the Rams. Listen, Tennessee is is balling out right now. Uh they they're they're, hand, they're handling business and they and they're just making it, you know, they they're making the necessary plays to be not only be in games but coming out with the W in the end.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, and and one of the other upsets here too uh, was and you and I, hit, you know, let's just talk about that quick. Uh, Joe and I had gone to the uh, Giants and, and Raiders game too over the weekend, and uh, with a bunch of friends. We ended up the more I we talked about this game, and and I and you know I found out more and more people were going to this game around yeah. this area. It was crazy. a lot of guys that
1: we knew. Yeah, uh, and and it's funny because even there's guys that that I follow, like for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. That they were going to be there as well. Like th- there was a lot of meetups. There was a lot of people that were meeting down there uh, right before the game. And uh, it was a really cool atmosphere to say the least. And it always is cool to, to go to a live football game. And, you know, we, you know, we trash talk other teams and that, and that type of thing, but to the, the community in the, in the, the, environment that you get kind of thrown into when you're down there, when you're tailgating, when you get to talk to other fans you know whether it be the opponent the opposing team's fans or or your own team's fans it's a unique and incredible experience if you haven't been to a live football game you got to do it you have to do it it's amazing the conversations that can be had in the parking lot are amazing you know what I mean you can right. you you bounce off ideas for, for everybody you know and you got the guy that's parked right next to you you know he might be you know a, a different a different fan and then you talk to him a little bit and they get you get their perspective of the game you get perspectives from other people that that, that you know they may or may not like your team but it's a unique experience in in terms in, in terms of what what happens in tailgating. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People are sharing food, they're taking pictures together, we're having great conversations. You know what I mean football wise and it doesn't even have to be about the game. It could be about like Odell Beckham right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It could be about anything. And it and it's awesome. It's just an awesome experience. I really Watch. hope everybody the is able friends. to yep. take advantage of that. I know not everybody can, but if you can please do so. It is awesome. It's such a great... Yeah, and
0: it seems like, to me, it's even between Raiders fans and Giants fans. It seems like there's almost a mutual respect or just kind of uh, friendship. It seems like, because there was a lot of... Uh, fans there that showed up in the same car that had half Giants of them were and Giants Raiders fans, fans. Yeah. half of them were Raiders fans. Yeah. There was a husband that liked the Raiders and a wife that liked the Giants or vice versa. It was crazy, dude, but it was a great time. Uh, we'll get yeah. back to that in just a minute. Um, Max
1: Boyd says, is Titans, are, are, is Tennessee for real, though? I and that's going to be the that's, that's gonna, the question, that's I think, for a lot of these teams. And you're not going to get the answer right away because now we're, we're what we're witnessing right now with the Titans is that they're going through a transition without Derrick Henry being their bell cow. So let's see what kind of an offense they can develop without him in the lineup. You Mm -hmm. know, is it going to now what looks like, or what should be is them transform into a balanced offense and not so much run heavy anymore. You know, you have big time weapons in Julio Jones and AJ Brown that you can utilize more to open up that run, to open up uh, running lanes for your running backs that, that are, that are getting the ball. So, I, I think that it's going, it should look like they're, they're going to be more balanced going forward until Henry's able to come back. However, they got to still win games. They still got to, you know, without Derrick Henry, they're going to have to find ways to win. And so far, listen, they beat a big opponent in the Rams. Uh, let's see if they can continue that success going forward into week 10. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, that's the thing when when you're losing and and missing out on some of your main players, that's part of your, uh, you know, main, uh, drive it and what your identity is mm-hmm. that's what when co- coming into this game against the Rams I thought the Rams have got this then I mean I mean, right. yes McNichols you know could do alright but then you know, how much of a big of an impact was Adrian Peterson going to have on this team and really it didn't matter about any of that because no. the defense really stepped up and made it such a game for him and it helped put this game away early you know basically the, the Rams weren't able to come back because uh, I'm watching it here with my wife too as well and, and she knows enough to see what's going on and she's watching the turnovers after turnovers and shields so let me get this straight he just threw two interceptions they turned into <laughs> touchdowns and now what happens again they get the ball back again he has to go back out there again and I'm like right, yes right. he does and again they're trying to get the ball pinned pin back against their end zone oh, again too and just God. come out of there uh, but you knew he was. the feathers were ruffled early and they couldn't get out of it um, but being at that game, we got to see the scoreboards lighten up and hear that around what was going oh, around God. around the league. Yeah, And all what? the fans were rejoicing when we got to see about <laughs> the, the Denver Broncos <laughs> dismantling the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> Dak boys. Prescott's
0: back. Watch out. And maybe they should have just started Cooper Rush.
1: Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> here's a, and there was an interesting uh, stat. That, that that popped up in the in the stadium is that apparently the Broncos are have have won every matchup against the Cowboys for so many years like mm-hmm. it, and I was like really? I'm like wait a second. How far back does this go? Because it's like you got a you got a Cowboys team that is like so so far early on was on the rise and they were like commanding this division and you thought I mean we both thought coming into this week we're like there's no way Denver can beat this team. There's just no way they got too many weapons on offense. They're getting Dak Prescott back. You know, what I mean, and then the defense for the Cowboys has been playing better uh, to a point. So I thought this was going to be like a one sided game and the Cowboys were going to run away with it. But, man, it was the complete opposite for the Denver Broncos to show up in Dallas and just dismantle them mm-hmm. in their own house. Mm,
0: yeah yeah i mean it was crazy and to see that even they were getting shut out for the longest time and and just couldn't put up any points it it was uh pretty rough for them and and i know cowboys fans had to been losing their minds uh (laughs) but it was big for us for the division because again we end up pulling out the win here at home and um uh, helping make bridge the gap a little bit between this, and, <laughs> you know, in that that division. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, here's the thing: is the Cowboys fans? We were drinking a lot. There's no doubt about it. They were drinking their sorrows away. I, like, how did we let this game slip away from us? And not to mention, uh, while we're at the game, when we're, when we're watching the game, the other cool part of seeing a live game is you get to witness the plays develop. You know, offensively, defensively, where guys are are are, are lining up. I mean. There's a lot of cool aspects of seeing a live game. You're not tunnel visioned with the camera watching whatever it's showing you. Uh, so that's the other cool thing. But uh, we have none other than one of our know-it-all originals, our OG, Mike Tackett. Welcome to the show, Mike Tackett.
0: Mike Tackett's
1: Much announced. appreciated, he bro. Says
0: happy Wednesday, boys. Uh, what a week uh, to be... Uh, Wait, i got to look at this one over here. What do we to that's be a football, football fan. fan? There you go. Unless,
1: Unless you're a Raiders, a Raiders fan. fan. Sorry, Joe. Sorry, oh, that's, that's rough. It's fine. In the pants again. It's man. fine. That's We're going to be okay. Yeah. We're still winning. We're still a winning record. Yeah. We're still yeah. in the hunt for the division. I'm not worried about it. You know what I am worried about, though? And something that kind of really popped out to me in that mm-hmm. Giants game mm-hmm. is that without rugs, without a, a a weapon that can threaten that deep play ability, mm-hmm the Raiders' off on offense was limited, you know mm. what I mean, in the passing game. Like, yeah, okay, we have Darren Waller. Okay, yeah, that's great. But if Darren Waller's taken out of the equation, like they're du- if you double-team Waller and try to limit his catches and everything, the rest of the the rest of your guys, besides Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro had a great game. Yeah. Hunter Renfro I mean, was getting open. That was the game plan, and, you know. And, and, and I said it to your dad before that. But mm-hmm. the thing is, is you need to have that threat. Mm-hmm. If Ruggs is there or if a weapon is there that can threaten that deep ball, it's it's a completely different ran offense. Then defenses can't account. they got to account for everybody then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that kind of limited the, the, the Raiders offense. And that's why you saw them kind of go out and they get a, a 34-year-old receiver and Deshaun Jackson who is known for his speed and known for attacking downfield. How that is going to pan out for them, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but none other – uh, Mike Tackett jumps in, uh, says worst week of the season for me going six and eight. Wow. Making me eighty seven and forty nine on the year. Oh, man, that's cold. <laughs> that's cold. That's cold. <laughs> Here's my week. Ten picks. Ravens, Cowboys, Titans, Colts, Browns, Bills, Steelers, Bucks, Cardinals, Chargers, Broncos, Seahawks, Chiefs, Rams. Oh, well, so we'll look at them when we go to do our picks later on. But, yeah,
0: that game again, it was intense and I. Uh, and, uh, after the fact, looking at it because it, it, that's a cool thing about being there and watching the game. Uh, it the the movements and in the action, it's silent. Yeah. And then you got the fans cheering though, still. But yeah, it's when cool. the it play is actually cool. happening, yeah. you don't have the announcers. You don't have the quick inside views and stuff like that. Which I don't need. Um, don't no, need you it. don't. I mean, it it was cool. Uh, but then to watch it afterwards, now see what happened, how the announcers reacted to things, how these things happen, and um. Uh, to, to say, when I was there, I thought it was a great game and just how it was back and forth. But then when you're a fan or say you're watching it all together, maybe from their aspect, watching on TV, they're like, man, this game was maybe kind of bad just because of the, the amount of turnovers that was happening and mistakes. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones still only had the one touchdown pass to to um, Evan Ingram in the beginning yeah. and then. Had maybe a hundred yards all together, all the whole day or something yeah. like that. Yeah, or completed a couple of uh, hundred and ten. Yeah, a couple of passes. So really, all they did was kept uh, feeding Devonta Booker here, there, and kept running. It was it was just crazy how much they just ran the ball. It was frustrating at times when you're a fan watching it. Uh, it was just a tale of kind of two halves between the two teams, and I think just turnovers ended up being the main factor in this whole game. And uh, Xavier McKinney making big plays when it mattered.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and to be fair, like this is Carr's worst game by far. Mm-hmm. Like I've never seen him throw. And how much of this? And this is kind of something that I was talking to with with a fan outside of our show. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, I really think he was saying that he goes. I really think that there was this emotional roller coaster that Derek Carr has gone through with Rugs recently. Now, uh, now going to be facing jail time because of that tragedy that occurred. Um, it affected Carr more than anybody else on the team, and and he expected, or he at least thought that, because of the emotional rollercoaster he's gone through, and because of how much he was close to Rugs, that it kind of scarred him in a, in a sense. And leading up to, and I'm not trying to make excuses, but it's a lot to deal with. Like when you, when you have a best friend or a friend that you're really close with, and, and now they're going through a tragedy, and he's not there anymore. You know what I mean? It's like there's an absence. So uh, it definitely affected him, you know, and I feel like it affected his play. But nonetheless, like you're playing a game, you kind of have to do your best to block that out and and and, and get to – there's going to be plenty of time to heal over time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean about mm-hmm. this? And I'm not trying to be, you know, cold about this, but it, it, it's like it's, an, it's a game right now that you need – this is the time when you can block that out And try to focus on football and and try to be the best that you can be. Uh, And I think he kind of allowed it to to bother him a little bit too much into this game. Uh, He made a lot of uncharacteristic throws, a lot of poor decisions that were made. And, and and a lot of times it, it looked like he was just trying to lob the ball too much instead of just getting it to his receiver mm-hmm. and, and, and getting the ball there with, with some power.
0: Yeah, because even altogether, he didn't really receive a lot of pressure from the Giants. They weren't really pressuring. He had a lot of time in the pocket. And and early on in that game, they did a lot of running. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs was where go wherever he wanted to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it looked like it was really rough for us at first. I'm like, watch this. I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be pretty tough. Yeah, that
1: cri- the uh, critical the critical uh, parts were like the Raiders. They were moving the ball up and down the field. As soon as mm-hmm. red zone happened, yeah, it seemed yeah. like it, it seemed like... like they were they weren't calling yeah. the right plays. They weren't being aggressive mm-hmm. anymore, and they got a little conservative mm-hmm. again. Uh, this is a, a stigma that Gruden had, a- and now. This is the first week that I've seen it where it was a problem, mm-hmm. you know, and hopefully they get it corrected with Greg Olson and his play calling. Maybe they become more aggressive this week uh, facing yep. the Chiefs. And it was like one of those back and forth battles. And the real kicker, the real turning point of the game for me was that pick six. Yeah, that was absolutely the, the turning point of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and a lot of people, a lot of Raider fans anyway, they're going to say, oh, well, the last drive we had, we were going right down the field, yeah. and then Colton Miller then gave Col- up the sack. Yeah, and and, and everybody like and everybody right kind of and, and and the funny fumble. thing is Josh Jacobs had an yeah. opportunity to just yeah. jump on it, jump in. yeah, just jump on it. He yeah. tried to pick it up. Yeah, no, just yeah. jump on it. Give your offense another chance. But anyway, um, and and I, I think it's hilarious how how Raider fans they get when they now now they're blaming they're blaming Carr for a terrible game. They're blaming Colton Miller for giving up that sack. You, it could have been everything. But like here Carlson missed the kick but for an easy field goal. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't Yeah, I understand that. Mm-hmm. But to me, what I think about is that critical pick six. Mm-hmm. That's really the turning point, and yeah. that's really what decided the game. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't happen, maybe it's a different outcome. Maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. But everybody wants to point their fingers about oh, well, Colton Miller gave up a sack at the end. It was the most crucial time. Yeah, was it a crucial time? Yes. However, that was his first sec he's given up this year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It I mean, sucks, that's the thing. The line has been tight the whole game.
0: That's what I mean. They barely got any pressure, only when those key moments when it mattered. Yeah. And not only that pick six there by McKinney, but I think the second one was bigger than anything. Because, again, the the Raiders were driving. They were moving the ball. Mm-hmm. And they were in uh, the, the, not exactly the red zone, but scoring position.
1: They were in the middle of the field. They were field getting at that time. there.
0: You know, they were getting there. But then again, that read by McKinney and coming up with that pick, again, saved and stopped that drive from happening. And that was big, big moments like that that ended up uh, solidifying that win for him. Uh, Mike Tackett says, do you guys bring an earpiece to listen to the call on the local radio channel? Nothing beats watching the game as it's played, but for some, they need to hear that uh, the call too. Uh, no, I don't bring any earpieces or anything no, like that. I, I have to experience it for the way it is. I,
1: I have plenty of voices in my head te- telling me about the the game, so I don't need uh, to listen to a radio yeah, channel.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have ourselves. We sit there <laughs> and watch it, and we're looking at the different positions, and, and again, we're trying to even read listen, whether they're doing zone or not. Here's at least a, for me. I'm watching it all a, go down, and we're like, yeah, watch yeah. this play. I bet you it's going <laughs> here or something. So here's the That's funny, funny thing: going on.
1: is while 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 we're watching the game. By the way, hold on real quick. Yeah. Joe and I didn't even see it sit near each other. So, by the way, right. check this out. No, no we couldn't. We couldn't. No, we time. couldn't. But anyway, uh, while while we're watching the game, I'm picking out plays. I'm calling them before they happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, this guy's coming in. He's reported eligible. This is a run right up the middle again. Um, if I'm if I'm the D coordinator, I'm bringing everybody up to the line, and I'm stuffing the run. And it's like, oh, there it goes. Oh, there's a ten yard gain. Oh, told you. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like there was plays that were being made. I'm like, oh, well, this is going to be a pass. Obviously, Kenny Galladay's our number one. It's probably going to go to him. And sure enough, it did in a post pattern. It's like, dude, these are so predictable. How am I getting these plays mm-hmm. before they happen? And, and 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 it's not like it was almost like repetitious in a way. Giants were running the ball up the middle. An oh awful yeah, lot. awful lot. Like that's an all you had to do is lot. stop
0: the middle. They wouldn't go outside. And at I all. didn't
1: see any. I didn't see any real adjustments yeah. being made to try to stop it. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah. I don't know. I guess we, we got to uh, be uh, done Joe, talking yeah. about this. Uh, game. Joe, how
0: about one, one more phrase? Uh, Seventy nine is eligible. Yeah, yeah okay. that's a It's To right. run up the middle, guys. <laughs> 70, how many times did they say it? Seventy nine is el- <laughs> checking in as an eligible They're receiver. Bringing in an like extra every blocker. Play.
1: They're bringing off. an extra blocker to run the ball. Oh, know, yeah. How hard Excellent. Is it to so, out? yeah,
0: well, it was a crazy weekend. That was a crazy, that was a good game. Uh, but even Philadelphia, you know, challenging the Chargers, you know, Chargers looking to bounce back off of. Uh, I'll tell of, you right uh, now. Oh,
1: bad loss there. Yeah, that game, that game, the Eagles should have won that game. They, they, let, they gave that up in, in the very end. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought, and listen, we both picked the Chargers, right? We fully expected them to win. Yeah. But that game. I found myself watching a little bit of that game. I'm like, "Let's go Eagles." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, a, it was like root for the underdog type of thing. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Yeah. Well, also, you're a Raiders fan, though, too. I'm sure you wanted to see the the Chargers lose a little bit too, as well. Of course. So, but of course. Uh, but yeah, it was a it was a crazy uh, week as well. Uh, more taunting calls made too. So how about the Bengals not showing there. up there? The Bengals again they just didn't again, even show up to the one game. One of those teams that you thought would just bounce back. And, and like uh, I think it was um, Max. It said about the, the titans some of these teams you're trying to figure out what they are what's their identity are they good are they really not that good we're, we're not so sure you know we, we can't tell even see. right now at week 10 coming up uh but <laughs> but the big news that hits the headlines right now besides all the other nonsense is as odell beckham jr now is now he cleared waivers and is now a free agent that's right so the, the the talk is and in, in, you know every every time something like this happens is mm-hmm. oh well where where is Odell gonna go you know what 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 are key places you know that it'll fit mm-hmm. and yeah. you know when I was looking at salary cap again you you have your top tier teams there have space and, and things like that mm-hmm. you know like the Jags and and and, and things and and Washington football team and stuff. But yeah, yeah. you know that now he's a, a, a free agent. He wants to go to a contender. So there's only a few out there that are really trying to contend. And then the three teams that were brought up this particular, uh, I think it was this afternoon or yeah. early this morning, yep, yep. was the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm the Seattle Seahawks and the Green Bay Packers. And out of those, uh, I think the Packers is a better look for him, even though they do have uh, Devontae Adams there. But you know, also besides that, you heard Aaron Rodgers complain about the lack of depth. So he goes out and gets Randall Cobb. Tunyon, the tight end, is injured, you know, for the rest of the year. year. So, I mean, that was a big target for him as well. So imagine Odell Beckham Jr. on this team to go with that uh, Matt LaFleur offense. It just looks really nice, and they could get him on the cheap because right now I'm sure they offered him the veteran minimum right now, and that's where you kind of got to start off with Odell knowing that he's kind of lost in it, uh, to uh, like the locker room, I guess like in, in it with teams hasn't been looked very good in the media standards or, or out there and hasn't been able to produce because he's been injured. So he's kind of on a show me deal right now. So he wants to be able to go to a contender, but then also be able to put up some numbers to kind of show
1: that it, his worth and that he still got it and that he can still uh, get paid. And that's, that's the bottom line. He wants to get paid next year. So in order to do that, he's got to pad his stats He's gotta be the number one option, the go to guy. He, he's just gotta be such an important piece to whatever offense he lands on that it's going to help him for his future. And this is where Odell, like they were mentioning Seattle Seahawks, I get it. Listen, they got thirteen main in cap space. They could easily afford him. They could even out you know out um you know outbid any team that is probably interested in him uh at, at the moment. So I know that teams aren't going to feel the, the the pressure to like kind of like come into a bidding war because he's a risk and a reward, you know. Like you mentioned, like he's had his fair share of troubles on and off the field in New York, which led him to be traded away to Cleveland, and now we're seeing Cleveland give up on him again and, and re- flat out release him. He clears waivers. What does that mean for any team signing him? Well, now Cleveland's going to have to pay him the seven point two five million dollars that was going to be allotted to another team had he be claimed. But now that he's a free agent, Cleveland's got to foot that bill, and the next team that signs him just has to pay him a little bit. You know what I mean? Maybe a million, maybe two million, and and, and to get him to sign to the, to whatever team. So we're talking about Seattle. I don't think it's a good fit at all. I mean, I have him as one of my possible des- Odell destinations only because Odell's agent has said he's interested playing there. But here's the here's bottom line. you got to think of your future as – if you're odell's agent or odell himself yeah it's the flashy team to go to because russell wilson's your quarterback at that point but you got to contend with dk metcalf and tyler lockett to get to get targets Mm -hmm. i'm sorry you're the you're the second or third option you Mm -hmm. know in that in that offense and it's an offense that doesn't throw a lot so Mm -hmm. you have less opportunities there's only so many footballs that can go around so i just completely kind of write that off um you got the next three that I'll say is like Chargers, Packers, and Patriots. They're the next ones that are kind of higher on the salary About cap About the
0: CLC Hawks, quick, though, too, I would just mention, too, again, the only way they've been able to achieve anything for the passing game has been uh, exploiting opportunities on the big deep balls. So they've been getting chunk yards. So I think the one thing that would be great for them is get Odell in the, you know on the inside from some slants, maybe in on the slot, and get some of those smaller, quicker in the yards after catch Uh for them, that would help out. I think just to have that other extra right, ability. Right, but you're going to
1: still run into that problem where all of the other mouths got to be fed too. You got DK and Tyler. So, by the it, way, we got it's, Matt it's Marinovich
0: in the house with us tonight.
1: What's going on, Matt? Matt, Matt welcome to the there's show. There's a
0: Raider fan right there. The OBJ welcome wants to, the to go to the Packers and destroy the last
1: season for AA Rod. <laughs> there you go. Who knows, man? You never. It's know. It's possible. Relax, relax. So. You play yourself. So we're talking about, you know, so Chargers are an option mm-hmm. They're a team that's on the rise mm-hmm. and, and they're competing for this division in, in the AFC West They have 10 million in cap space So they're right there too But mm-hmm. then again, you also think about it Like we just mentioned about Seattle They have Keenan Allen They have up-and-coming Mike Williams So is it really a necessary necess- Necessity, necessity. Yes. To bring Odell into That locker room to try to And work with a young quarterback like Herbert Maybe mm-hmm. not So maybe that's not even a good fit for him. Uh, And the Packers, to me, is like the number one best fit for him overall. Uh, you you got a a great veteran presence at quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, one of the best to do it. Uh, You also have Devontae Adams on one side. And then if you manage to put Odell on the other side, pick your poison. Defenses, pick your poison, really, because you got to contend with two of the best receivers, especially Odell when he's healthy, in in the game. You got to contend with both of them now, so that splits the field. That's going to open up everything—the passing game, the running game—with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. the The possibilities are endless if he goes to Green Bay, uh, and to me, that's the the number one spot for Odell. It's the only—it's the one that makes the most sense. After that, people have mentioned the Patriots, and and this is kind of where I'm like, eh. Listen, everyone's going to spin it a certain way with the Patriots and be like, oh, well, they've had, you know, problem type of of players in there before. But not to Odell's uh, stature. Uh, You know, people will say, oh, well, they've had Randy Moss. They've had Josh Gordon. Those are a little bit different. They're not. Randy Moss was later in in his years. He was a little bit more mature than when he got to the Patriots. So he kind of fell in line. Josh Gordon was just a, a flat out pothead who just couldn't stop smoking, mm-hmm. and he kept getting suspended all the time. So he really wasn't a problem, like, off-the-field type of deal. So Odell brings that big-time ego, it's got to be me, you know what I mean? He's trying to pad his stats. You got a rookie quarterback in Mac Jones. It might not be the smartest idea to bring him in because he's even influenced Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. and it's, and, it's mm-hmm. kind, and it kind of has ruined Not, – I'm not going to say ruined Baker Mayfield as a quarterback, but – kind of, like, disturbed that offense in that in that locker room to a point where they weren't running as well. Right,
0: and a guy that's openly criticized quarterbacks, you know, even Eli Manning oh, for yeah. everything that Eli Manning and, and the Giants, you know, when they played together, had done for Odell oh, yeah. and what, he, what he's actually been able to perform um, for them. It, for him to be vocal about uh, quarterbacks and things like mm-hmm. that, and how they how they do, I mean, that wouldn't be good for Mac Jones as well. And just to bring up what he did here, let's take a look at Odell Beckham Jr. with the Giants. He played for them for five years, had 390 receptions, 5,476 yards, and 44 touchdowns, three times on the Pro Bowl too, as well. So that was his like his best productivity here for them him and then
1: since he mm-hmm. went to Cleveland it was just a, a different story right absolutely and, and that's the thing too is and that's why you know going back to the Patriots discussion you know they got 4.4 million they could easily afford them but we just don't think that's a good fit now there's a few other teams that are kind of in that interest bubble if you will I consider them dark horse teams teams that are kind of out of that limelight as of right now but could easily sign him that those are teams, including the Chiefs. We've heard them kind of being thrown around. We've also heard the Saints being thrown in there, which neither one I, th- I feel is a good fit because, okay, you go to the Chiefs, you're, you got Tyree Kill to contend with, you got Travis Kels. Those are the two clear favorites. And now you add Odell, that doesn't mean he can't be you know get a slice of the pie, but he's not going to get the whole pie. Mm-hmm. And that's really what he's going to be geared for. Uh, the Bills, but no one quick talking. on the Chiefs quick. I just want to yeah. bring up the fact again. And you hear that
0: Chiefs are interested. Uh, I hate it when teams kind of do this. And it seems like the Chiefs have been doing it a lot lately. They They have problems, can't get the offense going. Mm-hmm. So it seems like whatever quick free agent is out there, this will help fix the problem. The problem is within the offensive line. They're getting pressured, and then they can't run the ball right now. It seems like they're going all pass and trying to
1: get Patrick Mahomes to do everything. I think adding Odell Beckham Jr. just makes no sense. I'll go one more with that. Uh, The Chiefs, their problem is they don't run the ball. It's that simple. Uh, Andy Reid has gotten completely away from what was working last year, and that was mixing it up between Mm -hmm. the run and the pass, and that's what made them deadly. Now it seems like they're just going pass happy trying to get those big chunk, chunks of yards right away, those big-time scores right away, instead of just kind of changing the pace of the game, mix it up between the run and the pass, and and execute that way. So uh, it's getting bad enough
0: that even other people are noticing this that kind of like them before, they're like, all right, you're getting all this motion, this guy's circling around and all this other crap, mm-hmm. and you're doing all this uh, crazy. And it ends up being a screen, and, and you, you end get up doing nothing. It's all for show and flash yep. and do it, and yeah. you don't even do anything. No. It's like, show us something. That guy never comes in. That guy never gets the ball when you, when he's moving around and doing all their crap. Mm-hmm. And then you never, like you said, run the ball. You, you get really one-dimensional. And that's when people just pin their ears back and go after Patrick Mahomes. So now when he's shown that he's getting pressured and he feels like he has to be the one to make everything happen, that's when he's
1: making those dumb mistakes. And that's the thing is, it's Patrick Mahomes' worst enemy, his mm-hmm. own worst enemy, mm-hmm. because he is so focused. And it's been... Said this past week in practice and everything with the Chiefs is that you know, do you feel like they were asking Andy? Do you feel like Mahomes is is putting too much emphasis on those big plays down those big chunk plays down the field? And he was like, Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. that that's the bottom line is he's he's trying too hard to to make those big plays happen all the time. Mm-hmm. You gotta let it happen, let it come to you, and until he changes his 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 uh you know his focal point his you know, his decision-making going forward, this Chiefs offense looks like it's still going to continue to struggle. Uh, That is one big pile of shit. And just going real quick back to my dark horse teams here is the Bills. Uh, The Bills are a team that have money. They have three and a half million. They're not a team no one's really talking about. And this is a team that is in competition of not only winning the division in the AC East, but also we're pretty sure they're going to make the playoffs. And, you team him with Stefan Diggs and I know Gabe Davis is kind of the like the starter opposite of him but let's be honest you bring Odell to that team now you got Diggs and Odell you got Cole Beasley but again this is also kind of I'm just trying to think outside the box a little bit here than some of the other reporters out there but it's not a it's not up it's not something that can't happen you know it it seems like everyone's locked in on three teams you know what I mean, right now? And I think you got to broaden it out a little bit more because there's got to be more interest in than just those three teams. Mm-hmm. Um, what's to say the Bills can't be involved? You know what I mean? It's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, then you, like what I was saying before about Seattle and the Chargers, well, they already got Diggs as their number one guy technically, and they got Cole Beasley, who they like, so maybe they might not go after him. Uh, the Rams, they're, I mean, they've kind of been thrown in just late into that interest bubble there. Uh, they got three point one million. They could easily do it. But they just got rid of Deshaun Jackson. Mm. And you look at that receiving core, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, you know, Van Jefferson is now starting to come on. Mm. Why would you really bring in an Odell who's not gonna get all those targets that he is uh seeking? And then you got the Colts, which I feel like are the farthest from the bunch. Uh, but again, they're a team that needs receiver. Yeah uh and they could swing it they got 2.4 million they could swing it and, and get him in there and he would be the number one guy along with mm-hmm. michael Pittman jr mm-hmm. maybe he can learn some little tricks of the trade but on, under odell and and maybe they can kind of get back into this division race uh, that way a little faster and then to me the number two team that i feel is second behind the packers that would be the best fit that's it's just the best fit not not saying that Odell has interest or the the interest is mutual but the Raiders uh you got Derek Carr quarterback who else is the number one there there we don't the Raiders don't have a number one anymore now that Ruggs is gone mm-hmm. they don't have that explosive playmaker so he could come to Vegas he Carr will definitely use him like crazy and you got a team you got a team that's more balanced now so they're going to throw the ball he's going to get his, his stats that way and everything and the other aspect that nobody is bringing up is the business side whatever contract he signs whether it be like a million dollars 2 million dollars for the for the rest of the year taxes you know what I mean taxes get taken out of your contract uh, if you go to the packers they're taking taxes out of that. Whatever deal you agree on, one million dollars. I think that's what's being reported right now. Is they offered him a, a league veteran minimum, which is about a million dollars for him, and then you tax that and whatever. But if you go to Vegas and they pay you the same thing, a million dollars, you, you're not getting taxed. You're getting all that money. Uh, so that could also be another, you know, option that that his agent and Odell's thinking about too. But I mean, if I'm Odell personally, as much as I love my Raiders and i know we need odell i think the number one option for him is, is the packers and then if the raiders do have interest it would be the raiders number 2 but who knows right we 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 just like you mentioned before jim like there was there's been teams before where they were in the mm-hmm. race for a free mm-hmm. agent and out of the blue here comes the Detroit Lions signing him. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so well, well, we,
0: we remember having the uh, debate when, when uh, Tom Brady was a, a free agent. And then we were hearing, like, oh, he would fit nicely here. This yep. would go there. And we're hearing this. And then all yep. of a sudden, out of nowhere again, it seemed like the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then there it is. It happens. It's like, Whoa. What happened there? You know, and you hear about it a lot, and that's why I had uh, brought it up to somebody else because uh, uh, I had said yeah, maybe the Chargers because, again, I look at the money that they have. I look at how deadly that offense could be if they add them, you know, and so it would be nice for them. Um, but then I, I was saying again, but you're going to see one of those teams that always is like – uh, trying to better their offense, even though you think they're pretty decent here, that's mm-hmm. going to jump in. Um, You know, Sean Payton with, with, with the Saints, he's, you know, a mastermind. He would love a guy like that and have of Odell he there. He, he's had guys with with big, big egos over there in, in New Orleans to be able to, to make it work for them. But again, the, the, the deciding factor here is really because of uh, Odell Beckham Jr. And let's take a look back quick at what he did even. We looked at the Giants here, and this is where he's been with the, the Browns here for three years. He had on 114 receptions, only uh, 1,586 yards and seven touchdowns. So his, his games played has been very low. And then also yeah, production, he played. had one 1,000 yard season with the with the with the Browns, mm-hmm. and then nothing remotely close since. And so that's why people are offering offering such a little amount. That's why a lot of these other teams are in the conversation still. Because right. right. normally, if he was just all of a sudden he became a free agent, mm-hmm. he was still that thousand yard receiver. These guys wouldn't even be talking about half these other teams here. They wouldn't be in the in the notion because they didn't have the money to make it work. Uh but so when when it's at this low, you know he's gotta be on a prove it a deal, uh, deal and then bonuses tacked on for being able to perform certain things, get this, that, this list here. Um But uh when it comes down to it, it's his choice. And that's the thing that is I think the X factor in this mm-hmm. whole thing. It's not like mm-hmm. trying to make a trade doing right. this. Right. He's gonna go what fits best for him. He's afraid when you talk about having quarterbacks like the Colts, uh he's he's like I say he said stuff about Eli Manning, he's definitely gonna say stuff about Carson Wentz. He said sure. stuff about, you know, uh, you know, the Cleveland Browns and them he's gonna have issues with some of these these other guys. You know, Trevor Simeon, if it's not, you know, uh uh, you know, Taysom Hill or
1: whoever might Jameis Winston comes back with the same you about know that, what though. I mean? Let's talk about that. Trevor Simeon. I like to call him Simeon. Uh but here's the thing. He's a third-string quarterback. Mm -hmm. Now, I would say Saints would be right up there in the conversation, like top three teams, if Winston was still healthy. You know what I mean? Because then you have a quarterback that could still get him the football. Uh, But now you've got a third-string quarterback that you're trying to win games with. And to be honest, that Saints offense is no longer a pass-happy offense anymore. They've had to transition from Drew Brees mm-hmm. to go with Winston mm-hmm. to make it more balanced. And now you're going to your third string quarterback and teams are going to key up on your run game. They're going to key up on Alvin Kamara mm-hmm. if they're smart and try to shut him down or at least slow him down and make Trevor throw the football. But that's always not a that's always not a, a good idea for success for the Saints. And I mean, they become one-dimensional then. So that's when I feel like, with Taysom Hill starting to get healthier, maybe he can add some wrinkles like like Sean Payton loves to utilize him in the run game, pass game, all that t- type of deal. So, But to me, I, I think the Saints are kind of like on the outside looking in at this point.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it, it, logic's, logic just points to the direction of the Packers. It just makes all the sense in the world. It, it, they're, they're definitely a, a playoff-caliber team. Most likely they're going to make the playoffs unless something catastrophic chain changes everything. And uh that's got to be the, that's got to be the favorite right now. It has to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, if all these teams on this list are all interested, second would have to be the Raiders logically. And and then after that, it could who knows. It could be the Chargers, it could be anybody at that point. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it but at this point like you said the best logical again when you bring up Aaron Rodgers, and then the Packers and where they are positioned, even in that division, which really doesn't look very good, I would say, just because even the, the Lions are who they who they are, they can't even get a win here. Uh, they're in the growing pains of trying to uh, just you know uh, re- restart. Um, the 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 Vikings are really a, a up and down team. You're not really feeling it there. And then the the Chicago Bears just looming with with issues here and there, and and trying to get through the bumps and bruises of having a new quarterback as well too. So I I, I think it, it's open right there for them to just take it. Chicago? No. No, not to Chicago, I'm saying for the, for the Packers just to take the division absolutely. Oh, they're going to no get problems. they're, they're
1: going to take it yeah. no problem. Yeah. There's there's listen, Chicago, what we're witnessing with them is Nat, Matt Nagy it's time for him to go. We've we've known this for a couple mm-hmm. seasons already. Mm-hmm. And Bears fans might 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 just agree with us on this is it's time for a change. Mm-hmm. It's time for a coaching change. You have given this guy Ample opportunity to be the guy and the and the coach for them, and he's failed every single season. No matter what weapons he has, no matter what quarterback he has, they, it just doesn't amount to wins. Mm-hmm. So, um, hopefully, this will this will be the last time we see Nagy in a, in a Chicago, uh, you know, visor, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and 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 Justin Fields has a bright future ahead of him. We've seen flashes of of the exciting play that he has to offer, and. Maybe after they kind of retool this offensive line, maybe get a little bit more better in protection for him and add a different weapon because, you know, Allen Robinson is going after this mm-hmm. year. He's he's not going to be able to be tagged. He's going to be looking for another home. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a little bit of rebuilding to do, to say the mm-hmm. least. Absolutely. So, yeah, a lot
0: going on with the NFL. And again, OBJ, uh, things going on with him, too, as well. Uh at this point I want to take a time to let you guys know that we are sponsored by Colorize out there. That's right. Colorize you can find them in three locations here in upstate New York. What are Queensbury, they? Niskayuna Queensland? and Clifton Park. That's right. Colorize the paint professionals. They are Benjamin Moore dealer, but that's not just it. They cover all kinds of uh, uh, PPG and, and other uh, types of paint out there. Whatever you can do, from the professional out there to the do-it-yourselfer, just go down there to Colorize. Talk to my buddy Link out there, and he'll hook you up with any kind of questions you have, whatever, to help you out. They are the paint professionals. That's right. Check them out on
1: MyColorize.com. Yeah, and- Colorize, the Colorize staff, they're amazing people. And listen, you guys can get custom paints there. Like they They'll, they'll hook you up. Uh, so make sure if you ever if you for all your painting needs yeah, check them out. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, so uh, let's take a time and look at the uh, playoff picture here, Joe. I mean, we like to do this here. The analysts also like to do this too. Let's look at say, let's say the uh, the the season ended today. You know, because we're right. about the halfway, we're at the point. halfway we're at point, just about yeah. you know week ten right now. Right. Um, so let's take a look at now the AFC and the playoff picture. If it if the season ended today, this is what it would be looking like right here. So we've got the uh, Tennessee Titans here at the number one seed with the Ravens, wow. the Chargers, the Bills, the Vikings, <laughs> or the Vikings, the Raiders, uh, the Steelers, and then the Patriots right there making the playoffs right now. I mean, that is that is pretty amazing stuff here for them. (laughs) And then peeking on the outside, looking in. There's the Chiefs over there, Joe. They're peeking. They're looking over there. The Browns, Uh, the Browns right there. And the Bengals still in the talks here on that bubble. You Uh, know what? They've
1: failed the last couple of weeks here. And they could have been in that other realm in the hunt still. What's crazy about this right now? if, If the season ended today, the AFC North. Just about. Every team in the AFC North is in the playoffs. Right, representing,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's, it's it's that close. It, it's crazy because, wow. again, they're just uh, a tough division. They play each other tough, and then um, they have their ups and their downs. They get some good wins, but then some losses where you're scratching your head, you know. <laughs> uh, the Steelers this past week against Chicago, they barely came
1: out of that game with a win. Yeah, I know it, right? I mean, it, it, this it The NFL is so unpredictable. I mean, if this if this past Sunday doesn't show you that, nothing will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Bills lost that that, that should have been a shoe in win. You know, Tennessee beating the Rams. I mean, there are so many different things uh, that that ha- that occurred this past week that kind of threw everybody off. And, and especially like for all you betters out there, all the guys that like to bet on the on the NFL team stuff. Man, I feel bad for you because. There was a lot of tickets that were wrong this this past Sunday. Oh
0: yeah, Mike Tacky, like you said, even too. He he had his worst week. He was it was tough. eight and six. Uh, you and I were on the other tough side week. of that. We were eight or he was six and eight. We were eight and six, so we had two more wins than he did. But it, that was one of our worst weeks. Like we've been on a roll, we've you been know, on this year. Yeah. This year doing really well. Yep. Uh, but taking a look at the playoff picture, uh, and, and we're looking at the uh, Titans here. Let's take a look at it again one more time, um. A lot of questions still. Right now, the Titans look the strongest because even that defense is starting to come around. At least on the front end, you're know, getting with that pass rush. I mean, uh, Simmons, look at that had three sacks right or, like in the early part of that game, yeah, just really presser, pressing that offensive line. Uh, the Ravens still standing true, even though a few uh, head scratching losses. They've been one of those teams for me that I think is really building that playoff type of um strength and that you know that that atmosphere because they've been in a lot of tight games but they found ways to fight through it
1: and get that win but the problem with the ravens right now is their defense mm-hmm. their defense just yeah. isn't 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 doing anything i mean they're, they're they're having a hard time stopping opponents from scoring and it's all it's all it honestly has been just the ravens offense that has been successful mm-hmm. ravens defense is struggling big time and if that continues going forward they might not be in the hunt very long. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a very competitive. Well, like you said, that North, was it's a tough. very competitive uh, division, and and who knows? I mean, if they slide at all, I mean, they, they could just they just could be easily knocked out of contention. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and now that the Cleveland Browns they're on the bubble on the
0: outside looking in, they still have a. a Close enough record, they can switch right up yep. here, and they've yep. showed that they play better without Odell Beckham Jr. there too. So um, maybe they can use that as a, a jump-off point too, and really yeah. uh, build yeah. some camaraderie here and, and move forward. Uh, but the Bills again, they they had that head scratcher here. It seems like um, they were off to an early start and dominating teams. Remember, they were putting up forty-something mm-hmm. points on mm-hmm. teams and this and that. Uh, oh, yeah. But as of late, some of these other ones, they've kind of let these other teams. That that are Really, uh, not even in their in their you know realm. I guess I would say, uh, let them get something on them. I mean, uh, for, the, for the Jaguars to do something like that to them. Now people are watching them here against the Jets, and they're like that they have this week, and they're like. I don't know. You've got Mike White in there now. That guy put up 400 yards, but now he's healthy. Check this out, and then you know, maybe this is another you know sleeper game here. You know, and the Bills, you know, it's a tight uh, divisional opponent here. The Jets can yeah. maybe they can sneak out a win. I again don't really think it, it's going to happen. They should be able to bounce back after that one. But again, when you don't show up like that, you got to be prepared every week, even for those lower teams, because any Sunday, especially
1: this season, it showed that. <laughs> you can you can lose yeah anything a that's why they say any given sunday uh any team can lose no matter how good you are or or how bad you are you can beat Mm -hmm. uh, you can upset another team so uh and and as we get closer to that you know that that playoff race where teams are going to need a game or two you know down the stretch just to to cement their their status in the playoffs or cement the division or something like that other teams that are out of it can play spoiler and if they beat them, maybe they knocked them out of the playoffs. And, stuff. and you're going to see that in the AFC North. I mean, as of right now, we're halfway through it. And all four teams in that division are in contention for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Someone's getting knocked out. Maybe two teams are getting knocked out. So uh, that's going to be interesting, you know, as, as, it, as the season keeps uh, continuing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, that defense played great in that game, but then you got to get that offense going, especially with the weapons that you had here uh, in that running game. I think they need to get more balanced. Uh, the Chargers again, they're 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 a team there. Right. So they're at the third seed still, which even it, it kind of surprises me in a sense, because it seemed like uh, the last couple of weeks, they've uh, they were that tripped. hot team. But then they, they stumble stumbles. And that's what is it's questioning, I think, about these particular teams in, in this uh in the AFC a lot of these teams here towards the top stumble and fumble a little bit so when you're kind of got those question marks looming uh, like the Raiders just uh, stumbled a little bit here with the Giants where they should have pretty pretty much went into uh, New York and been able to come out with that win but they were one of the top they're leading their division still i mean they're there uh, well now tied with the with the Chargers now right yep. they got probably tied with the Chargers so they're there still but those games you have to be able to win because when you face those other teams and the, the stronger teams, that one say it's a tough division. Say it's tied here with the Chargers here, mm-hmm. and the so Chargers beat the Giants when they play them. Then that's your tiebreaker or whatever. And like they weren't able to put that one away, and that mm-hmm. could be the decider whether you're, you're home or not.
1: Yeah, it could be the decider if you're home or not. But also, uh, the other the other side of the coin too is you win your division. And, and right now, the Raiders are winning their division. They are beating the, the their opponents in the AFC that they need to beat. They're 4-1, I think, mm-hmm. in the AFC. So they're doing what they need to do. And that's really what you have to do is you got to win your conference. you got to win mm-hmm. the games in your division. You do that, everything else takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and then you've got the Steelers right there again somehow still finding their way to uh, get in <sighs> here into the, that them. playoff picture right now. Yeah. I still you know what I still like the whole um, like I didn't like the pick when they went and got Najee Harris you know and I know he's he's playing well and he does what he he of does course. It, it's worked um, but they needed to really fix the offensive line but I think even as um, the last couple weeks that lines kind of got a little better but not really as much because still Ben Roethlisberger's still taking some of those bigger hits and he's not mm-hmm. able to get out and, and make some of those uh, shrug off some of those uh, sacks. Yeah. Um, But still being able to get uh, some of these some of these wins here and move forward. But I think eventually as the season moves on, you're going to see them probably show their cards of who they really are and and then take a step down and and bump out of this uh, out of this playoff picture.
1: And and it could easily happen because, listen, they're not a dominating offense like they used to Mm -hmm, be. mm -hmm. Uh, Big Ben used to be. You know, they used to they, don't get me wrong. They were the they killer to, bees and everything. They, when they used they had to everybody run the ball a lot. You know what I mean? And that's what set up these big chunk plays that they used to attack down the field, you know, with the likes of Antonio Brown and, and J and Juju Smith Schuster. And, and that's kind of really kind of that's the last time they were an explosive offense. Now it's going through a little bit of a change. They got Chase Claypool. They still got Juju for one more year and they're running a lot more mm-hmm. than they ever have because right. they're trying to protect Big Ben mm-hmm. and he, listen he's getting beat up he's mm-hmm. getting beat up this season and if he doesn't retire after this year the dude might be like well retiring in a, in a walking chair you know what I mean it, it, or, or you know what I mean a handicap chair like the guy mm-hmm. is is mm-hmm. so hurt that they're just trying to hope that he can last the rest of the season we've already seen him you know get nicked up and miss a game already uh now like when you when if the Steelers are ever down at all in any game they're in trouble because Mm -hmm. then the defenses pin their ears back and they're coming after Big Ben we've seen it when the Raiders faced the Steelers in week two where they got a lead and then all of a sudden the Steelers had to try to play catch up so then they started to throw the ball and that just left Big Ben exposed and they were hammering Big Ben almost on every play Uh, He didn't look too well. Uh, So the Steelers, I feel the same way. I I think unless they are able to offensively put up points and stay ahead of teams, they're going to struggle to stay in games. Mm -hmm. And, And down the stretch, it's going to cost them some wins, I feel. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And when you talk about the Patriots, that's what I mean. I think they could, they're could, they going to be there when it's all said and done at the end of this thing, too, just because, again, the way Bill Belichick, has he game plans for, for teams, and now he's got the quarterback that he wanted, I think, for this offense. And he's starting to get better week to week,
1: and these guys are gelling. And that's a scary thing for some of these other teams here in the AFC. Here's the thing about the Patriots, though. Mac Jones hasn't been asked to do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been running a lot. They've been running the ball mm-hmm. very well. They've been dumping the ball off on screens and and so forth and getting the ball out of his hands. But if you look at his stat lines, they're right. not super it's not impressive. Super duper, no. yeah. So when they meet up against really tough defenses where they're going to stop your run game, they're going to stop your little screens. Now it's all on you, Mac. Now you have to deliver, and you got to get rid of the ball and get it down the field and and, try, and start moving the ball down the field with this offense by you just throwing the ball no Mm -hmm. more running no more little screens no more trick plays like that uh no more high percentage throws now you got to make it happen Mm -hmm. uh i don't think i'm not saying he can't make it happen but i'm saying it'll be a different uh challenge for him going forward And, and and that might hurt the patriots trying to not only make the playoffs but also if they do make the playoffs getting any farther than the first round Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. and then with there again let's look at the bubble quick we've got the Chiefs there to where uh they still don't look good offensively they should have if if like uh, Joe just said earlier if Aaron Rodgers was in that game they're definitely getting killed in that game they're not gonna be able to do it uh that defense is bad but now that offense which we knew this about them the past couple of years that this defense was giving up the plays and that that offense was able to turn it on quick enough to get back into the game and yeah. win, even in the Super Bowl that they were playing in, that they <laughs> won. <laughs> With the 49ers, the 49ers was taking to them 90% of that game until they were able to finally get it going and then get that offense to score enough points because they had such a, a powerful amount of weapons to get it going in that offensive line. Now they don't have that offensive line, and he's getting that pressure, and now that offense can't bounce back off of that, and now you're seeing what
1: what you have here. And, and going to the, this this Packer game and Chiefs game that they played I feel like the Packers didn't have a good game plan going in against this Chiefs defense because you have a young quarterback in Jordan love right so you can't ask too much of them but what were the Chiefs doing that they changed up they were blitzing a heck of a lot more they were they were blitzing Tyron Matthew the safety they were bringing him in the box they were sending him on blitzes and what do you do to, to combat that you do screens. You do a little dump off to the running back out of the backfield. You do stuff like that. And all of a sudden, those blitzes would have stopped. Because Mm -hmm. with Aaron Jones, I mean, in the open field, are you kidding me? And you just have to get rid of the ball right over the line? You could have killed Mm -hmm. the Chiefs defense. But I didn't see any of the adjustments happening, and that's kind of why they kept struggling. So that's one thing that the Chiefs changed up on defense is they started sending more people. They started Mm -hmm. blitzing. And I get it. It was against a younger quarterback, of yeah, course, he to, try to try to mess him, him up and everything, and mm-hmm. it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Chiefs, listen, if, it, 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 especially Chiefs fans, if you're thrilled about that win against the Packers, you shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the first half, you only scored 13 points, mm-hmm. and you had the ball a lot, right? So, yeah. I, I just feel like the Chiefs are still in that you know mid-tier type of team right now. They still haven't figured out well. I I, I feel like they know what they got to do. They're just not executing like they were last season. Mm-hmm. And on, and until that happens, we're going to continue to see them struggle.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And when it comes down to the Bengals again, uh, they've got the 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 firepower to be able to do it here again. I just haven't seen it the last week, couple of weeks. I don't know why. Yeah, what's what happened to that? to doing that? I mean, Joe Mixon was having his best season I think ever. Uh, That's what you, you know, have to it looked like. Uh, uh, again, Jamar Chase and, and and Joe Burrow were on the same page, and now there's mistakes, interceptions. D oh, Higgins, my Higgins, Tyler
1: Boyd, yeah. like I mean, you got weapons. Utilize them. Mm-hmm. C J U- U- Uzoma. And how do you
0: not get amped up for that that, that divisional game right there? Get I know. amped up That's to try and take game. these guys out. And Every divisional game is and huge.
1: They've... Mm-hmm. And, and and we they just didn't deliver. I don't know mm-hmm. what it was with the with Joe Mixon. It's like they went away from running the mm-hmm. ball with Joe Mixon, mm-hmm. and that's actually what's going to help this offense. Joe Mixon is a great running back. Mm-hmm.
0: absolutely, him. yeah, Utilize yeah. Him. Finally, looks like it's going to happen for him. But who knows? And I think if if I'd say this even now, if the Cincinnati Bengals end up fumbling and stumbling and and you know looked like they did here, but then mm-hmm. miss the playoffs, I think the hot seat question
1: is back up on Zach Taylor. I don't think so. I really don't. I, I it, Zach Taylor has only been there a short time and, and now that they have Joe Burrow and they've been working with him the past couple of years, listen, last season he missed the whole year. So his rookie year was kind mm-hmm. of like a bust because mm-hmm. of injury. This year's his first full year so far. If he can stay healthy the rest of the way, I still think that's gonna give Zach Taylor a little bit a little bit longer of a term to to kind of turn this thing around because you're seeing glimpses of what this offense can be. You're seeing glimpses of what this team can be. The especially on defense. Seems like they're starting to get a little bit better on defense, offense as well. And and the more chemistry that's built up with this team going into the stretch of the rest of the season, not to mention next off season, they're able to add more weapons to the to the to this organization. This team could be a big time threat next year. Uh we thought that they were good listen, they are competitive, but they just haven't been running on all cylinders every single week. And I feel like if you give him another year and see what happens, if they still spit, uh, you know, spit and sputter next year, mm-hmm. then you could bring up the whole Zach Taylor conversation about being, you know, on the hot seat. But I, I would give him one more year to prove uh, what he can do. All right. Yeah. So
0: that's the AFC uh, playoff picture right now. If it ended up today, uh, let me tell you about my friends here now at Mohawk Honda.
1: Tell Joe. me about Mohawk Dude, Honda. I
0: love Mohawk Honda. You know, I drive by him every day, just about on my way to work. And uh, they're up there in Scotia Glenville on Freeman's Bridge Road. And now's the time to go trade in your car. Let me tell you. They're going to give you top right dollar. The Kelly Blue Book offer right now. They will give you money on the spot right there. Write you a check psh, at the top dollar, what you want. But. If you don't want the cash there too, you want to say, "Hey, I want to trade no. this in. I just want a newer ride. I love my car here, right. even if it's a pre-owned Honda. Like I love this thing, but I want maybe something else. I want to get into a Ridgeline. I want to get into this and that. A Pilot. You know, they got the Pilots down there. Talk to my guys down there. They're going to take care of you. you. Got hot sauce down there. You got the VIP man. You got Cam, yeah. uh, Cam McKenna down here who actually watches our show too. He's Instacam out there, so oh, yeah. check out him. There we He's go. There. there. So we go. talk to him and." uh they you go to their 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 facility too. By the way, it's top of the line, it's top notch, dude. It's clean. It's got stuff for for the kids to play around. It's got nice you know, bakery, a hot coffee, everything amenities, everything to do to take care of you there, Joe. And in and, and the inventory, like I said, so you go there, trade in your car, put you in the ride that you really want and the one that you deserve for yourself. And that's Mohawk Honda right there. Freeman's Ridge Road, Mohawk Honda.com, where they go out of their way to please you, Joe. That's right. And just it's like the number us, one spot yeah, to like go it. for inventory. You guys need anything? There's they got stacked with vehicles.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I love it. Yeah, Absolutely. And uh, uh, so now let's take a
1: look at the uh, the playoff picture here for the NFC here. Wait, Joe wait, wait, wait. Before what, we what, get what?
0: there. What? Oh, I already hit the pick. What? what do it's you want? OK. It's OK. What?
1: It's all right. It's all right. We're all right. Uh, But real quick, I just want to say thank you to everybody out there for the support. Thank you, guys. Thank all you know-it-alls out there. And if you aren't a know-it-all just yet, guess what? We got more room. We got plenty of room. If you got any friends, family members that love to talk football, that love football talk shows, make sure you send them our way. You can go and search us up on Facebook or YouTube, Football on the No Show. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube and the notification bell when we go live. You can also follow us on Twitter at FB underscore no. And thank you guys all for the support on podcasts. That's right. iTunes, I whatever the podcasts. Spotify. You know, yeah, whatever Spotify. Whatever, whatever you follow your po- your favorite podcasts on, we are there. Make sure you hit the follow button. Uh, share. You know, and if you want to be a little bit more interactive with our with our uh, channel, head over to YouTube. Drop some comments below, questions, comments. If you want to do a little bit of a rant, we, we we're here also as therapists as, mm-hmm. as well. That's right. Uh, but I like yeah. to rant too. Th- thanks. Uh, thanks for all the support, guys. And and uh, make sure you
0: tune in every week. Absolutely. So let's uh, take a look at the uh, the NFC playoff picture here now, if this season ended today. So in the hunt right now, we've got the the Cardinals who only have one loss right now. Boom. And that's even having uh, their backup. We in, called it. In Colt <laughs> McCoy making it happen. Right. <laughs> oh, we've got uh, oh, a, another guy in the house. There he, there is. he is. Bob Money is in the house. Look Bob us, Money, what's up, Bob? Welcome to does, the show. Yeah, and I know who he's talking about here. Does Kyle deserve to get fired? What do you think about that, Joe? Uh, me, I'm not a big. He knows. Uh, maybe some other people do, but I'm not a big Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan fan. Yeah. Like, I understand what he does, and I can I can see mm-hmm. that. But I'm on the whole thing that I think a lot of people paint the narrative that he's this crazy kid genius. Blah blah blah. blah. And I don't think anybody's bigger than what they really are. You know what I'm saying? So I think he's decent as a coach. I think the players are like him. Yep. And I like what he tries to do here. Um, uh, but I don't think he's, you know, a savant about anything like the best about this and that. That being said, I don't really still even think that he deserves to be fired with what's going on with the um, with the 49ers.
1: No, I mean, I disagree with them with being fired as well. I mean, here's the thing is like, I feel like he's a creative off. He has a creative offense. I mm-hmm. feel like he calls a good game. He has a good game plan every mm-hmm. single week. Mm-hmm. He's a good coach. Players like him. He he seems to know all the X's and O's that he needs. And honestly, he's not, he's, he's one, of, he's one of the better decision makers. He he usually doesn't get too enthralled in his own emotions before he makes a, a, a decision or, or whatnot. So I feel like he's coaching the team very well. I feel like, this team would be in a better position had he had his whole offense healthy all the time. You know, listen, we we already knew this was going to happen with Jimmy G. Injured again this season, missed some time, now he's back. That's the whole reason why they had to look for a replacement, soon to be Trey Lance, and a guy that kind of fits Kyle Shanahan's offense to a T. A guy that can do dual. He'd be that, that dual threat to, to run the ball, to do some RPOs, to, to run this offense going forward, that's where you're going to see a big difference is next year when Trey Lance takes over this team, like it's definitely his, you're going to see this offense transform into a better uh, offense that's going to put a lot more points on the board f- for sure, and that's going to in turn help this defense. Mm-hmm. We, we know this defense and their talent, their defensive talent, is way better than what they're showing right now. But they're on the field so often and for so many snaps that they're getting tired down the stretch. They're just on the field way too much. So I do think Kyle Kyle Shanahan deserves to stay. And let's see what he can do with this new quarterback in Trey Lance next year. Uh, and And I feel like this team will be better for it. All
0: right, Bob Money says, yeah, but he's not good at evaluating talent. He wanted Kirk over Mahomes in 2017 draft. Okay, but he's not
1: a scout. He's a head coach, yeah. and and even if he wanted, um, even if he wanted Kirk over Mahomes, he's not he's not the GM. So it's a head coach. Listen, head coaches, assistant coaches, they all get in a room before the draft, and they all discuss players up and down mm-hmm. the, the roster. However, in the in the draft, however, when it comes to draft day. It's the GM and the head coach in the, in the in the room. Yeah, there's some other guys usually in the war room or whatever. But in in recent drafts that we've had to deal with COVID, where there was a lot of you know FaceTiming, there was a lot, there wasn't a whole lot of guys in a room, and they had to call each other and this that, and the other thing. It made it difficult for every team to draft. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that had to play a, a, a you know play a part. Recently in draft Recently in 2017. No, yeah, but I'm just saying, right? Like, so that that's the thing is, Kyle Shannon doesn't he doesn't make the picks. Mm -hmm. So if if you want to blame somebody, like, oh well, you know, he wanted this guy. It doesn't necessarily mean he gets always the guy that he wants. It's something that he puts in for. Says, okay, I I really like this guy. We should probably get him. But if the GM who's in control of that. Mm doesn't really like that player then it's a war between head coach and it comes goes up to the owner to make right. the final say right and i mean it's easier to look at
0: it too back knowing what kind of like what mahomes was doing too Uh, as opposed to – because even when he got drafted by the Chiefs, the Chiefs kind of were like – people didn't even expect that so much, and people didn't think Mahomes was going to be a Hall of Famer then Mm -hmm. either. Um, And Mm how does he look really right now? So, I mean, you could see if this ends up keeping up with the Chiefs, you could see his career take a drastic turn. Right now, because how many teams, how many players have we seen start off pretty strong Mm -hmm. and then end up being not even a Hall of Famer? Look at Odell Beckham Jr. He's had multiple years over a thousand yards. Like I said, the first couple five seasons here with the Giants, Mm -hmm. multiple years over a thousand yards and stuff. The last couple uh, for the for the Browns has been nothing. But that's been due to injury. Right. I know. know But still, when people look back at him, would they say he's a Hall of Famer? You know, we're, we're not sure. I mean, it'd be debatable. It? I mean, he, but I'm yeah. just saying. And when you're trying to think of, um, you know, talent-wise, and, and you see Kirk Cousins too, like you're, you're talking about here too, as well as uh, he was a hot commodity, what he was being able to do uh, with with the Washington Football Team, then the Redskins, um, and that's why I think Kyle Shanahan knew him. He just knew, I trust in this guy. I've had experience with him. Mm -hmm. I can really use him here, and I think he could run my offense. So familiarity, he's a a nice fit for me. And the Minnesota Vikings thought the same exact thing. Did they know that they were going to – Get you know something worse than what Case Keenum has been doing for them. I mean, you know they they haven't been to that same position since they had Case Keenum. Yeah. So I mean it, it, it's hard to have your crystal ball in front of you and say this is this after you've already known or seen what's going on. And uh, I think a lot of times the you know evaluations are off. Uh, I think sometimes too, like with in defense of Kyle Shanahan, like I said, I don't I'm not a big super fan on him. I think this past weekend, a lot of the, the players really let Jimmy G down and things like that. A lot of drop passes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And that's not the coach doing that. You know what I mean? We've seen the athleticism of some of these guys, plays. people hurtling and making plays. We've seen Brandon Ayuk do stuff. He hasn't been able to do anything until this past weekend. Uh, but, again, players just not playing well. How many times have we seen, like, you know, uh, we hear about it, especially over here in New York, Bob Money, weird, mm-hmm. a lot of Giants fans out out here. We hear about them and all oh, we teach discipline and this and blah, that and continually the Giants shoot themselves in the foot making mistakes, dumb boneheaded mistakes that you think a disciplined team by a coach that teaches discipline should be able to do. But in the end, players, you got to not do it. It's on them too. They got to not make the mistakes. You know What's what I'm saying? What's Money so, say here? He says here, he says a lot here. He said John Lynch is a figurehead. Uh, this is the same man that trades up uh, – uh DeForest Buckner's for a first round pick in Javon Kinlaw already his knee uh surgery John Lynch takes to blame uh, uh blanks uh, uh, takes blame uh well the chiefs messed up by paying Patrick Mahomes early when they should have let the rookie contract play out and yeah that could be a problem too as well and that's what they saw i think what a lot of people did when you saw the multiple years of success they were like We've got the man right here. Let's lock him up long term. If we spread out the money and restructure it this way, we can we can have him forever, and we don't have to worry about him going anywhere else. Right. But again, you didn't really get to see those times, the the tough times that a lot of these other teams, when they don't have a lot of talent, deal with. We see some of these other players that are toted to be a high-value you know, value quarterback, like, say, Trevor Lawrence even right now, not playing so well, stuff like that, but he's on a bad team. He's having his bumps and bruises and his woes and his ups and downs trying to get it through, but if you see him start to develop and how he makes it through those tough times, he could potentially be your star. You see stars that are not that well that been on a bad team don't have the development don't have the coaching to help them don't have the right type of franchise that's not a good um atmosphere altogether mm-hmm. yeah so that all matters too as well mm-hmm. in a quarterback's development too and like you said too right now we could still look at the chiefs let's look at them in another three years and when we can look back and evaluate that do draft we really,
1: do we really want to see say in the hey next three what, years?
0: what's going to happen with these guys you know that, he could be retired by then well i'll know, tell you right, Andy right now
1: Reed. uh he what Bob says is he goes they messed up and they and they and they signed him up real early. Not necessarily. Because what they thought they had, they had the, what everybody was jumping on the bandwagon and saying he's the best in football now. He's the modern day next greatest quarterback there's gonna be and you know, everyone's like, Oh, he's amazing, he's amazing. Well, he does no look passes and stuff. They're really not no look. But uh and he's and he's got all these crazy accolades, all these crazy stats. He's won a Super Bowl, or you know what I mean, as as a young man at yeah, twenty four right. years old. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, let's lock him up. There was also another added piece of information that a lot of people missed is a lot of these quarterback contracts that keep going up, keep going up, keep going up. You look at Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. with his forty mm-hmm. million dollar. Russell Wilson yeah. was the next one, you know, and that's what the Chiefs were thinking about is if they waited for his rookie deal to end and by the time that ended and they were gonna renegotiate it could have exceeded 50 million a year right uh, so the Chiefs were also thinking about that he's he's super young let's try to get the deal done now for super long term like a 10 I forgot what it, what it, the final terms were like was it a 10-year deal or yeah, something, something like, that? like that yeah yeah uh, but the to be honest, going forward now, they have him signed for pretty cheap compared to what it could end up being for other quarterbacks. Especially
0: that he went back and restructured even to try and make room to keep some of those guys around too right. as well. Travis Kelsey and that's, did the same and thing And that's as the well.
1: problem is right now they have him for 10 years, but what kind of a team are they going to have around him by then? Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, after 2023 20, is his last mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. he's going to command big-time money. You know, Tyron Matthew. He's going to be looked to re-sign. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of big-time components on this Chiefs team that are all going to be looking for big-time contracts, and I don't feel the Chiefs are going to have the money to, to re-sign these guys. Listen, they already re-signed Travis Kels, so he's locked up for a few more years. But he's 30, what, 31, 32, something yeah, yeah, like that something already? Like that, yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. he's not going to last forever. This team is going to go through a big transition that people aren't prepared for right now. Uh, and, and I just want to, real quick, I'm sorry about it. I had to get back to the, your, your John Lynch comment. He's a figurehead, you know. He's a, But listen, He they hired him as a GM. He may be a figurehead, so to speak, but he's also wheeling and dealing, and he's a really aggressive GM. I'll give him that. Uh, you know, he's not afraid to make a deal and, and get a guy. He Listen, they thought with that with that trade, when they traded DeForest Buckner away, they probably didn't want to try to re-sign him and mm-hmm. make in the, with big-time dollars. So instead... They saved some money. They got a 1st round draft pick, and in exchange, they, they drafted his so-called replacement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks that right now he's done and out for what looks like the year with that knee injury. Uh, but who knows? Maybe maybe it'll pan out for him. I don't think he he's definitely not DeForest Buckner right now. Right. But I, I feel like he has talent. He could develop to be something special down the road. Uh, but we have to wait and see how that all shakes out.
0: Right. And uh, you talk about injuries, too. They they always keep face the injuries. Yeah, Mike, Mike McGlinchey now is out, too. I mean, that's right one of their, yeah. their big uh, tackles like, for that offensive line. That's a big loss. We, we saw back and forth between uh, Trey Lance and, and Jimmy G back and forth. And, and we saw that happened last season. Mm-hmm. Most of the team was injured. So, right. uh, again, I, I, like I said, I'm not a, a big a fan of Kyle Shanahan, but – as far as this season and even the last, they may do with what they had. Um, but I just think this division's really tough, and and you've got the the Cardinals and the, the Rams right there too. You know, and I understand when you see those other teams in your mm-hmm. division mm-hmm. making the moves that they do, yeah. though. But you got to also look at the Rams and what position they put themselves into. They don't have a first round pick until 2024. Mm-hmm. They are so backlogged right now, uh, and, and things like that. They need to win now. So, when you look at your 49ers, they could still be able to push forward, I think, through, through all this and perhaps come out of this, you know, at, uh, leading the division in the next couple years while the Rams are at the bottom and trying to rebuild and, yep. and restock from the, the everything that they threw in mm-hmm. to the pot. So, and that's just the way it goes. I mean, it's tough. Yeah, would you rather be like my team has sucked for the last 10, 12 years or something like that? So, I mean, we're like, my think, team? Think, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. We know what it's like to lose my, and, and yeah. lose coaches and stuff. So <laughs> uh, I, I would pump the brakes on Kyle Shanahan. Cause even though I don't like him so much, stuff like that, if the giants I end up firing coach. coaches and things again, I'd give him a try over, over there for New York. Why not? You know? So, but thank you so much for the comments too, Bob money. We love it. When you, when you join the show, everybody else out there too, definitely load us up with, with some questions about your to- team as well. Jimmy, um, you know something?
1: What's up? You know, it's getting kind of cold around here in the Northeast. Yeah, it you know? is. That's right. Uh, I just want to talk real, real quick about our, our friends at Johnstone Supply. In oh Troy, yeah, new Johnstone York. Supply. That's uh, right. Listen, if you got any any kind of winter needs, whether it be a furnace, you need a new furnace, you need some new filters replaced, you need any, you have any questions about how can I make my house warmer? How can mm-hmm. I make it you know mm-hmm. feel nice and cozy inside? Along with these cold months that are right around the corner, they already started. No, yeah, we, it just we've turned hit, the furnace on. We I hit fall. Did. You know, I I even yep. just I even just turned my heat on mm-hmm. for the first time and I'm like, "Man, it's getting kind of cold over the middle of the night." So, uh yeah, if you have any any kind of heating needs, these guys are the guys to go to right here in Troy, New York. If you're local, hit them up. 6th Avenue in Troy, New York, Johnstone Supply. Uh, these guys are, listen, they're a family-owned and operated business. They've been here for years, mm-hmm. uh, and and they are ready, willing, and able to help you guys in whatever needs you may have to keep your home warm. Uh, from George to Tom and the rest of the staff, they're looking forward to helping you guys out. Follow them on Facebook or call them today, 518-272-5922. Uh, Johnson Supply in Troy, New York on 6th Avenue, 518 518-272-5922 they are sure to help you guys out and keep you guys warm and safe absolutely
0: yeah it definitely is and, and yeah check them out uh, now yeah here's in the, uh, in the hunt here for the, the, the NFC and like I said the, the 49ers they're not there but uh, we've got some of those teams in the NFC West right there the way mm-hmm. we spoke about the Rams and the Cardinals again only suffering the one loss uh, and still uh, being able to perform here last week with the backup quarterback and get it done yeah. uh, that was big against the, the 49ers Niners but again like I said they shot themselves in the foot so much I think but then by the time that that came around for them uh it was uh too little too late I think um so uh that that's all what's said and done for them but now the Packers here again how long will, will Aaron Rodgers be out it will he be able to start this week because he's got to be under evaluation because of I don't think the he's going to be able COVID to and all that stuff
1: I think it's gonna. It's cutting. It's starting to get too close to to uh, game day for Sunday, and I, and I feel like the, they're gonna they're gonna have to hold him out another week. I don't think the the NFL is gonna allow him to play just yet. Uh, so he might miss another week. And here's the other thing too: how much does that go into the equation for Odell? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're unsure about Rodgers coming back, like who knows? Maybe it's this week. Maybe it's another week. Do you still sign with a team? I, I mean, may, probably right. I mean it shouldn't be too much of a deterrent uh, but at the same time that's there's a lot of there's a lot of variables I would say uh with this whole situation but yeah Green Bay Aaron Rodgers listen we already witnessed how how without Rodgers this this offense doesn't run very well they don't run they don't they don't pass very well and and they're going and it looks like they're going to struggle mightily after this year Rodgers is leaving. Yeah, you want to
0: talk about a he's, team that's got, he's he's not got going to, to have decisions. He's not and, staying. And now, the,
1: the real intriguing thing is where is Rodgers going to end up? But mm-hmm. more importantly for Green Bay, what the hell are you guys going to do in the offseason? Are you going to say, hey, look, we've seen enough from Jordan Love. we got to draft another quarterback. We need to try to have some kind of a competition. And I feel like that's what they're going to have to do because so far the little bit of time that I've seen Love on the football field and playing, he hasn't impressed me at all he has not impressed mm-hmm. me at all and this mm-hmm. is a this is a quarterback that they traded back into the first round to get to eventually replace Rodgers right and that's kind of been the green bay's formula they've always done that they drafted mm-hmm. Rodgers early with the 22nd pick in the, in the first round to to replace Brett Favre eventually that worked out obviously right but now I, I, I just don't feel like Love is the guy, and I, I feel like they're going to need someone else. But still, to, even to Aaron Rodgers was
0: more highly toted coming out of the draft than, than Jordan Love was, though.
1: To my point. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- that's the mm-hmm. thing. is, It's like, yeah. He, yeah, of course he was down there that low. and that But why would you trade back into the first round to get him mm-hmm. when Rodgers was pleading with Green Bay, get me help, draft a wide receiver, get me more weapons. Like, they have... um uh. His last name's Rodgers. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I forgot his first mm-hmm. name. Amari Rodgers mm-hmm. or something like that mm-hmm. from Clemson. Mm-hmm. Uh a, a, kind of like a, a he has speed, but man, is he thick, bro. Yeah, he is. He, is. he yeah. looks built. He looks yeah. strong. Uh so I they need to utilize him more, I feel like. Mm-hmm. You know, and they did haven't really used him a lot un, until there was no Devonte Adams. Mm-hmm. Why not utilize him? Get him mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he should be easily replacing Cobb at this point.
0: Right, right. And then now if we, in that playoff picture, too, we see the, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. So where they, they've shown this We knew that was going like, to happen, right? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, what's kind of funny, though, is everybody since they won the Super Bowl against the Chiefs thought they were going to be number one seed through and through. They're an the unstoppable team. They've got a lot of veterans, but they're also there's there's a, a lot of length on that hand, a lot of uh, older guys. They're going through a lot
1: of issues right now. Yeah, no, Their true. defense you know, isn't Gronk's the same because. because Ooh, and, they have no know. secondary yeah. i mean a lot of their a lot of their corners are banged up they're hurt they're missing they mm-hmm. you know they miss weeks i forgot i i'm trying to remember is it murphy bunting or carl uh, uh carl davis is, is which corner is the one that's out for the year i forgot but uh yeah they lost one of their starting corners early mm-hmm. in the season mm-hmm. yeah gone. uh mm-hmm. their 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 safeties have been banged up all year uh it just seems they're just not healthy anymore, mm-hmm. uh, and it, and it's hurting their defense. Listen, their front seven is really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about it, and that's kind of where their strength is. Uh, but they they were looking like one of those really nasty, tough type of defenses last year, and now they're just riddled with injuries on that side of the ball. And so far, it hasn't derailed their season. Good thing that they have such a good offense mm-hmm. because – that's kind of what's helping helping them uh, get over the hurdle here.
0: Mm, absolutely, but it's definitely this this uh, NFC picture. I think is a is a lot. It's more clear cut. It, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, there's a lot of good teams though out of this one too. I think the other uh, division, the AFC. Yeah, there's some decent teams here, but I think there's. More questions about some of those teams. I don't think there's a lot of like doubt with some of these teams that are here. Like you said, it's a little more clear cut. Uh, there have been some sputters. Like again, you saw the 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 box a little bit, uh, the Rams and the you know the Saints, but they had their third string in there. But then Dak Prescott comes back, it's good to play, and they just don't show up at all last week. Mm-hmm. And what I like to see also what happened last week is Trayvon Diggs again shows that in coverage, he's just he's an opportunist. That's it. He gets caught looking too many times, and he gets beat in coverage. Sometimes it works for him, but a lot of times he just gets killed. And so, I mean, that's a liability for them just as much as it's a good point for them to to possibly get an interception. But that's what type of player he is. Well, Trayvon
1: Diggs, to be honest, like he he's not a man to man guy. No, right? obviously not. He's well, and they that's don't want why, to try and say best corner that, in the league, though. It's but like, that's get the hell out of here. But that's why he's a really good corner for the Dallas Cowboys. They play a lot of zone. Uh, But when they do play man, Mm -hmm. that's when he struggles. Mm -hmm. And we've seen him get picked on over and over whenever they are in man coverage. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you want to crown him, then crown him. Mm -hmm. But I'm just (laughs) telling you right now, he is what we thought he was. Right. And then I think the sneaky pick in here, if you look at this, the Falcons.
0: Look at that. You know, an Arthur How the Smith, hell are they in the-, <laughs> the Falcons makes it just basically because crazy? of some of these other teams. But I, look know, at
1: yeah, but that's what it is you look at on the bubble right now. The Panthers, which were would have been over here, yes. a, a few weeks ago, right, are now, you know, they've they been dethroned. Dropping. They are dropping because of the losses that they've sustained, and mm-hmm. now I feel like it's just going to get worse because now that that Sam Darnold is out for several weeks, it looks like. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That that with PJ Walker as your starter. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you got McCaffrey or not. PJ Walker is not going to help this offense.
0: Nope. 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 There you go. It's again, are we going to hear it? Cam Newton back. To the, the, the Panthers. Panthers. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't heard this Isn't that crazy? Right? I'm going to say it right now. You're probably going to hear this now coming up. <laughs> uh, you know, Carolina Panthers gets Cam Newton. Back. I don't see it, though. Yeah. I really don't. I don't know either. I don't but, see it because again, Matt Ruhle, do they, do they he needs a him? guy
1: to throw the ball. Yeah.
0: you know. And then the, the Vikings, again, they've kind of squandered their opportunities, too, to where they're on the cusp. And for the Seattle Seahawks, they've had Geno Smith the last couple of weeks because Russell Wilson broke his thumb
1: and, and, and things. And so, I feel like that's, that's so, hurt that the for Seattle that's hurt them so much this season that it just it might, showed
0: how much he did for them
1: that it, it, it well we already knew he yeah, was yeah, the team yeah. I right. mean we knew he was the offense mm-hmm. he he's the thing that makes us that makes Seattle go however has this hurt this organization so much to the point where yes they're on the bubble right now and thank God it's the NFC because right. I, that's one thing I think is the big difference between NFC and AFC is AFC is Super competitive and, and close all the time. NFC, you get these little spreads. So whatever, the the better teams rise to the, to the top in the NFC, and everybody else is just kind of scraping and clawing for last place. Oh, yeah, for nothing. Uh, so this, good thing it's the NFC. So Seattle has an opportunity. Maybe they can get back into the hunt. But have they lost too much momentum right now? in terms of now they're getting russell wilson back this week is that going to be a big enough difference to get over this big hurdle of getting back into this playoff contention listen good thing they're on the bubble and and they're not out of it just yet there's a, a lot of season left to play a lot of things can change uh but it'll be interesting to see how this playoff race winds down
0: yeah absolutely so everybody you know they're in the hunt still it should be interesting and that's if the uh the season ended today that's what the uh playoff picture looks like so um a lot, of, a lot of football going on, Joe, and and, a lot of and, and talk about the uh, the uh, picks and 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 uh, wins and losses. Mm-hmm. Here's our picks mm-hmm. competition right now. You and I, uh, you still got me by four here. It's tight. We picked exactly the same last week. I should have maybe changed with my Giants, seeing it especially we were there at the game. Maybe I should have <laughs> sided with the Giants and
1: get one more game. I on almost, it. but honestly, whatever, I almost I decided to, to change to the Giants, Giants. because, uh, um, because it was a one o'clock game. Yeah, and the Raiders had to travel for a one o'clock game. They've never especially off a of bye week. Do you know this stat that the Raiders have never won off of a bye week to play a one o'clock game oh, on the East really? coast? Wow. That's ever. good to
0: know maybe for next time. Right. But, uh, here I brought it over this there it time, is. but here it is. Here's the, uh, the Here's magical we're football. For. This is what we play for. This is a football shaped, uh, container and this is what the loser has to drink out of anybody that's on podcast sorry that you can't see this because you're listening but check it out on our youtube it's a football shaped. it's a football shaped container it's very large almost the size of a real football it's it's there almost a small little mini one but um the loser has to drink that one afterwards at the end of the season so it's a lot of fun our drinking show everybody loves
1: it if if we get i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you this right now I, i thought about this for a while but if it gets down to it and i still have a lead it depending on whatever the lead is, I'm going to start picking opposite you no matter what. Really? Why? To make it interesting down the stretch. Oh, man. Come on. Don't go. Don't lay over for me. Well, no. Something. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm saying. What? Because you're running the show basically over there. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. You're making all the, the checks and balances over there. Ooh, if yeah. you're drinking... I don't think this show and This show doesn't continue very well. On autopilot, <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. Maybe who knows? I'll, like
0: I said, I'll have it written out here for you. Maybe on <laughs> what to do. Hit this button now, or maybe I'll just you like, might der- have to,
1: yeah. <laughs> might have to switch spots or we'll something. We'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? It could be fun. It could be disastrous. A lot of things. Disasters have happened when <laughs> I when go. I drink. So yes, absolutely. Right. So here you go. Here's Get the, picks, the picks. picks competition. Let's go. We've got uh the Baltimore Ravens and the Miami Dolphins uh tomorrow night here Thursday night uh for veterans day um the baltimore ravens miami miami just isn't very good this year and uh they've got jacoby Brissett back there too now as well yeah. it's just not to doesn't enough. look like he's going to come back to nope. play this no nope. baltimore ravens you know they look like they're coming back into their own even though the defense is struggling mm-hmm. i'm going to go with the ravens on this
1: one i'm gonna i'm gonna say this is going to be closer than people think uh because of the struggles with the baltimore defense and listen if anything has taught you about primetime games is to expect the unexpected uh because when you think this is a shoe-in like Miami's gonna get dominated like that's kind of what I'm thinking but at the same time I should know better uh, that this is going to be probably a better game than than uh people think uh I think it'll be a little bit closer uh but Baltimore is going to edge out Miami
0: all right next Atlanta Falcons and the Dallas Cowboys I mean, this could be a different game now, too, after that last one and the sure. way the, 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 the Falcons have been able to get things done. Uh, I think the the th- interesting thing with the Falcons is uh, because of loss of weapons and some of the things that's happened with them, uh, I think people have not really been paying
1: attention to it's Matt made Ryan, better, you know, even to too. Honest. you know what I mean? They haven't, you know, he hasn't been on anybody's real radar. Atlanta, Atlanta's offense has been, uh, has gotten better since the absence of Calvin Ridley. I know it sounds weird because uh, Ridley is such a gifted receiver, but Russell Gage is finally starting to come on. You know, he's now a bigger part of the offense. You know, uh, Olamide Zaccheaus, mm-hmm. uh, he's another guy that's kind of uh, kind of started to, to gain some reputation in that offense as well. And and, and Corderell Patterson has been lighting it up right. this year in Atlanta. And I mean dominating. It come back to life, right? Absolutely dominating. Finally, an offense has figured out what to do with Corderell Patterson. And it's, and it's playing off big time for this team. Mm-hmm. And Kyle Pitts is now starting to get going. He's starting to come on in this offense and right at the right time, especially with Ridley not being there. Um, Mike Davis, I don't even know who he is anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, running back. his shell of his I, he just, former self. Yeah, he was great at, for Carolina last, last year. Now uh, he should have been on your milk carton. Oh. Uh, me again. Yeah, you know, I know. Player, probably uh, should have. Yeah, you know? uh, that would have been an easy one. Uh, <laughs> but And the defense has been playing better, mm-hmm. you know, so it goes hand in hand. The offense puts points on the board, gives the time, defense time to rest, and they're right in the lineup here. It, it's in Dallas, which is going to be a difficult thing for me to pick here because I kind of expect Dallas to come back strong this week uh, and try to make a statement. I don't think Atlanta is no pushover by any means, mm-hmm. uh, but the Cowboys – they got to be looking to make a, a a statement. I feel like this week uh, for the Cowboys. I don't know. I, I think I am going to go with Dallas in this one. All right, I am going to go with
0: Dallas as well again, just because I really can't gauge Atlanta. I am not sure where they're going to go. Whenever I side with them, they're one of those right. teams that just do me wrong, and then I don't. <laughs> and you know, it's all messed up. Uh, it was funny. I was kind of thinking as you are talking about it, if at, if Atlanta had a better record just a little bit, and they were still, even though it's showing there right now, they're in they're the in playoffs the right now.
1: They're in the playoff one.
0: How would Odell look in with that offense with Matt Ryan?
1: That's the thing. is like he needs it. Mm-hmm. But Ridley, who knows how long he's going to be out. Yeah. And when like, he comes back. It's kind of back, like
0: whenever. So it's such a big and, question mark. And when
1: he comes back. And here's the thing. Let's be honest. Like Odell's not going to Atlanta. Yeah, He's I know. just not.
0: I know. Uh, Matt Matt Ryan. But just when, when I think about it again, I, I think just of Matt I Ryan with him, and I then you've got some it. of the other weapons. that I mean, when Ridley looks g- really cool. Yeah, but. But,
1: but, but the thing is, is, like, the fit for him. Mm-hmm. Like, he goes to Atlanta. Let's just say that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Odell's going to be happy for the first week or two, mm-hmm. and then Ridley comes back, then Ridley's going to steal target, targets, and Kyle Pitts is going to steal targets. He's not the go-to mm-hmm. guy. Um, he could develop to be. I'm not saying that it's impossible, but – you know, it's, it's again. You're going on an offense where they they th- they dis- they distribute the football everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not just one guy. So.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So next up, we got the New Orleans Saints and the Tennessee Titans. Titans really playing strong, even yeah. without Derrick Henry there. They really. Uh, are. It hasn't really made a difference because that defensive line stepped up. But then again. Uh, New Orleans, they have a, a, a. I like their defense as well, but uh, that offense with, with Trevor Simeon and just not having that s- true starter there anymore. They're on their third string. I don't think they. I, I think they might make this a little closer than, than it, it probably should be, but I, I like the Tennessee
1: Titans here to, to come out with the win here at home. Yeah, not to mention Taysom Hill's going to make. Uh, he's definitely going to make some make a, appearances right here. Appearances. Uh, and, and, and I don't know if New Orleans would be better off with him, with him as, as, the as the starting starter. quarterback mm-hmm. or. Just to continue use him as that gadget type mm-hmm. of player, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to kind of throw off defenses. But New Orleans they got a really good defense. Uh, they're coming into Tennessee, and Tennessee's kind of they've kind of surprised me a little bit right now. And despite not having Derrick Henry, how much is that going to hurt him in this game? Uh, because the the Saints' defense is going to definitely try to make sure that Tannehill throws the ball, and this offense becomes one dimensional. And if they're able, and they if they're successful. We're going to really see what Ryan Tannehill in this passing offense is, is capable of, of doing uh, against a, a tough defense like the Saints. I like Tennessee at home. Uh, this is going to be a, a real a type of prove it game for the Titans. Everyone's asking the questions, you know, are they for real? Are they legit? Well, this could this could possibly help answer those questions right here this week if they are able to beat the Saints.
0: All right, absolutely. So I'm with you on that one, too, as well. And uh, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars and the uh, <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts. Man, this one—it's uh, just strange. But I mean, how healthy is? I know Trevor Lawrence came back into that game, but mm-hmm. is he a good to go for this one? I mean, uh, that would be nice for them because then they have, I think, a, a better legit chance. Um, but uh, despite mistakes that the colts make and, and, and carson wentz he has been kind of playing a bit better here i think it all relies again on their running game and getting that established here against jacksonville but i uh, i think uh, the colts have enough here to pull out this victory against the jacksonville jaguars
1: all i have to say is
0: jonathan taylor that's it yeah
1: uh this guy's been Even, averaging but well over Naeim
0: Hines has been able to do too either and just has a that little just tidbit a little bit here and there He's been aver- a break.
1: He's been averaging well over hundred yards, mm-hmm. almost about 120 mm-hmm. yards a game. Uh, just been absolutely killing it. And listen, if you guys tuned into our show before the season started, we did mention that this offense is going to be running through Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. If he's not successful, this offense won't be successful. And so far it's been working out for them. Carson Wentz, despite his injuries early in the season, uh, he's still standing upright for the most part. And, uh, Delivering the football to Michael Pittman Jr. And we, we brought it up earlier in the show that maybe this is kind of like a dark horse destination, too, for maybe Odell. Uh, you know, and, and that would be that would definitely make this Colts uh, team uh, kind of catapult into this like division. You know, what I mean, maybe even contend for it against Tennessee. So uh, going up against Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, he, he's got a bu- he's got a little bit of a bum high ankle sprain. And usually when it comes to high ankle sprains, they kind of don't – they don't go away for a while uh, with without some aid. Uh, and I feel like even if he does play, he will be hampered a little bit by it. So I'm going to go with the Colts in this one at home.
0: All right. Here we go. We're picking the same again all the way through here so far. All right. Now we've got – this one might be different. Uh, the Cleveland Browns <laughs> at the New England Patriots. Again, uh, the Patriots have been playing well. Uh, the Cleveland Browns seems like they're doing better without um, – without Odell Beckham Jr. And, mm-hmm. and um, Baker Mayfield played better last week, too, which was a big thing for Cleveland. Because, again, dealing with that shoulder issue um, with everything, it seemed like him playing injured was a worse thing for them, and they would rather oh. have Case Keenum in there playing for him. Uh, but... Um, Again, it, it, going into New England, it's always tough to, to come out of there with a victory. Sure is. I think for me, I'm going to still side with that because the way Bill Belichick is, and he tries to plan ahead and try and take out your, your best weapon here. But I think they're not even going to have uh, Nick Chubb for this game, right, Joe? Or No, no Nick nope. Chubb. So that, that could be a bigger weapon. COVID. Too. So Yeah, so I think I like
1: the New England Patriots here in this one. Yeah, COVID. And, and here's the other thing, too, Dame is you COVID. Every, everybody kind of said, oh, there's no Nick Chubb, so eh, they're not going to have much of a running game. Well, if you remember, when Chubb was out uh, for some time with an injury, Dearness Johnson came in and lit it up. Dearness, yeah, that's I right. Mean, he was amazing for them. Mm-hmm. I look for him to do much of the same. Uh, but here's the thing. What does New England do so well? They take away your best asset. Of your offense, the best player on your defense, and make them kind of null and void. Uh, Bill Belichick, you know he's going to have a great game plan against this team. Uh, And in New England, it is a very tough place to play. But I really like the the, uh, reemergence of this defense for Cleveland. They seem to be playing a lot tighter with chemistry, and they seem to be playing a lot better the past couple of weeks. I'm going to go with Cleveland in this
0: one. All right, Cleveland Browns. There we go, different. All right, now the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets. Again, they have Mike White going. You know, that was a nice story for them. Watch out for Mike White. I think, again, I don't the exactly truth. think this is a trap game. If the, the Buffalo Bills go into here and they end up losing this game, yeah. I think Buffalo fans are really going to jump <laughs> off off of a roof somewhere because they're going to they're they're jump through multiple tables. Multiple tables. You know, yeah. They're going to run through a table. Yes, yes. Uh, because, you know, <laughs> I could even see last week because Buffalo yeah. Bills fans know more than anybody. They've talked to us a bunch of times about these things. Um, they, the Bills have these certain weeks where it's just like, Ah, they're due for this loss. They're gonna to lose to this terrible team. It just mm-hmm. happens. It's a Buffalo Bill thing, you know. That, it just happens. And I think last week was that thing. I don't think it's gonna continue two weeks in a row here against the Jets. I think this is a good team to bounce back again uh, against because it's a team. It's not very good. Still trying to work their way through some of the quarterback issues and this even uh, not having a lot of skilled players. I, I like the Buffalo Bills in this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I love Mike White. I love what he's been able to do in limited fashion. Uh, had a stellar first start, you know, throwing for over 400 yards, really like kind of slinging the ball wherever um, he needed to. And, and, I, and I saw before he got injured the last uh, start that he had, he went four for seven, was mm-hmm. kind of marching down the field and then got injured. Uh, yeah. So now that he's healthy, he definitely gives the Jets a chance. A better chance. There yeah. is a chance. So you're saying uh, there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. But the Buffalo Bills, listen, they gotta be really pissed off after last week's um we'll just say speed bump. Uh so they're gonna try to make a statement this game against the Jets, against the divisional opponent, and kind of rack up the points and pull them out. I got Buffalo. All right. Circle the wagons. We got the Buffalo Bills. Now the
0: Detroit Lions at the pittsburgh steelers again pittsburgh i think barely edged out of that game i think the referees might have helped a bit for that victory too as well uh not looked as good but they do play well at home that defense tj watt still making uh problems for a lot of teams out there he's a guy that doesn't get talked about enough um and uh the detroit lions they're just in, in trouble they just can't get things to go their way They're just not a very good team either no matter how much heart they're trying to play with they and dan campbell <laughs> they just can't do it so i don't think they'll get their first win here against pittsburgh either
1: you know it's coming though it, it There's going to be, gonna be yes, there's going to be a surprise so game there's another chance <laughs> there's going to be a surprise game where detroit does get a win mm-hmm. uh not too often does it happen it's actually very rare that a team goes winless it is uh, but they've I done just... it multiple times though
0: so. <laughs> <So. But>, um, <laughs> if
1: there was a team it would be this team but this, this but this game uh, in Pittsburgh, really a tough play, tough environment to play, uh, to say the least. The one good thing about Detroit this week is that they're going to have a healthy offensive line. Taylor Decker is returning this week at left tackle, moving Panay Sewell back over to the, the right tackle uh, spot, and it looks like they might actually have a healthy offensive line. So there's that. Uh, but nonetheless, Pittsburgh Steelers, TJ Watt. This, this defense you know they've been keeping this team in every every game mm-hmm. and if at all you know if Pittsburgh's able to you know sustain the running game and and kind of keep Big Ben out of throwing the football too much uh they're gonna definitely get the win so I got Pittsburgh at home
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right here now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Washington football team and I bet the nfl when they had this game on the schedule <laughs> i'm sure we're like this is going to be this great this is going to be a good game because this is going to be a rematch of that playoff game chase young back there at tom brady maybe this time they could pull off the win you got ryan <laughs> yeah. fitzpatrick uh, and you're not getting any of that right now you're getting taylor <laughs> heineke again who had his one game against the giants and looked like oh here he goes this is a nice good story and stuff like that Your feel good yep. story and just since yeah. then it's been rough It's been been rough for the Washington football team Um, Haven't been able to get Get it together here for them Um, Luckily for them they're still in a bad division But I mean it doesn't look great for them Especially playing up here against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers The Bucs You know again having their problems here and there and stuff, But they still have the talent On their side They have Tom Brady on their side I mean it just overall looks better for them I don't see Washington coming out of this one With a win I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers
1: Tampa Bay's offense is what's keeping them in all these games. Yeah. Tom Brady and everybody, Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Listen, there hasn't Even been. Even without Antonio Brown, you still have all those weapons. weapons. Yeah. And Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. He looked like he was going to come back this week until something derailed that. He's going to be out in another week. Uh, but they're going to be okay. They got Rob mm-hmm. Gronkowski. They got a plethora of weapons besides them. Uh Watch out they for his uh, signed Darren Fells
0: because of the, the issues with Rob Gronkowski right. too. Yeah, so and watch right out, out bat, for uh,
1: so. you know, uh uh Johnson, you know, uh, the, the the third string, 4th mm-hmm. string type of wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He's gonna play a big part in this game. Uh and he's kinda coming into his own as well. Oh, as well as this running game that they got. You know what I mean? I mean, there's not too many defenses that, that have been successful in stopping the run against Tampa Bay. And Washington's defense has been the biggest disappointment this year, hands down. Uh, looks like we've seen a little bit of a spark from them defensively, you know, the past couple of weeks. But when when you don't have an offense that's putting up enough points, it, it's hard to win. So I'm going Tampa all the way. All right. Here we go. Uh, now we've got the Carolina
0: Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals. This does not look good for the Carolina Panthers because, again, you've got P.J. Walker in here. You've got the uh, the uh, injury with um with um sam darnold yep. again they're they're just drift you know dropping off the charts here loss after loss after loss and just in a worse time now they have to face the right. division leader and <laughs> rival the arizona cardinals um who knows the cardinals might even start colt mccoy against against the uh the, the, right. um, rest um, up the, kyler the, the murray the carolina panthers too as well um <laughs> too so i like the arizona cardinals here at home
1: yeah, I mean, I mean you know, what what else are you going to say? It's this game, not much. if Darnold was here, then it could be a good discussion of, like, what team you would go with. But I feel like with P.J. Walker at the helm, there's really no contention on this. This offense is going to spit and sputter. They're not going to be very well. Listen, I know they got McCaffrey back, and that's going to help them a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to be enough to overcome Arizona's, you know, super offense that they that they've got i mean good luck trying to defend all these weapons that mm-hmm. they have mm-hmm. not to mention everyone's gonna be like oh well they don't have Edmonds this week well that's okay they got james connor mm-hmm. and, and he seems to be doing he A- doing okay absolutely well yeah. so in this arizona defense has really come on we we felt before the season started that this could be like one of those underrated defenses that kind of show up out of nowhere and, and sure enough they're they're showing out uh arizona all the way
0: Absolutely. Here we got the uh, Minnesota Vikings and the Los
1: Angeles Chargers, Joe. What do you think about this one? This is the this is going to be an interesting game uh because they're they're two teams that are not familiar with each other. Uh, so I feel like Minnesota matches up well again against the LA Chargers, and they might give them some fits. Um, Chargers, I like Justin Herbert. I like what he's doing. I like I like the the, the coaching staff. I, I can't talk enough about this coaching staff for the Chargers. I mean very smart and they're aggressive i mean they go for Mm -hmm. it more than any other team on fourth downs Mm -hmm. to keep these drives going uh and and but eventually i feel like that's going to kind of bite them in the rear end you know going down the stretch making going for these these division this division race and playoff uh race uh vikings on the other hand they they've been up and down all season i mean defensively they've kind of They've they've been stagnant at times. They've also been really good at times. And the same thing can be said for the offense as well. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, where the hell have you been? Another milk carton nominee. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, he was my last week's. My yeah, could have been again. <laughs> uh, Adam Thielen, I think he had he's still kind of still kind of holding it down for this offense. But Devin Cook, I look for him to kind of have a bigger game this week. Get back to that running game to open up the offense. And uh, we'll see what happens there. I'm going to go with Minnesota coming into L.A. and getting a win.
0: Yeah. uh, So you got Minnesota here? Yep. Um, Yeah, how about Alvin Cook? Seeing him, too, run along the sidelines last week, really becoming part of the offense again. Mm -hmm. We got to see that when we were at the stadium and what they were able to do. And that was kind of a shock for me. They were able to wake up because – we complain about it. Yes. Like I talked yeah. about it. Yeah. you know with that vanilla offense. looked bad. They kept mm-hmm. going play action mm-hmm. when I'm not buying it. You haven't run at all. What's <laughs> all this fake handoff <laughs> right. crap? Right. And then you didn't even fake handoff <laughs> the bootleg work. to get into the options. You just stayed there. It was so stupid. And then that what a turnaround for them to change it up. Um, but I'm gonna go with the home team here. I'm gonna go with the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. I just think I like what's going on here, like you said, coaching staff and, and everything.
1: Uh, can you do me a favor? Can you sure. go back and look at Mike Tackett's oh, picks? Oh, yeah. Let's
0: look at Mike Tackett's picks and see how he did here as well. That's right. Mike Tackett in the mix with us. Do-do-do-do-do. Doo. All right.
1: So starting off from Rick. the beginning
0: Ravens. He's got the Ravens. We yep. have the Ravens. All yep. right. He's got um, Cowboys. The Cowboys.
1: We have the Cowboys. He's got the Titans. Yep. We've He's got the Titans. Got, uh, Colts. Colts. Yep. all right we've got yep. the colts that's yep. right we do here. The, browns. the browns
0: he's got the browns you've got the browns i've got the patriots he's got he bills. always sides with the
1: browns i think he's a browns homer <laughs> he's all right got the there bills. the bills he's got the steelers Yep. he's got uh the buccaneers yeah he's got uh arizona yeah he's got the chargers. chargers he's got uh let's see uh Bron- broncos broncos he's got broncos yep and he's got Seahawks. in the Seattle Green Bay game. He's got Seahawks and Chiefs, Chiefs and Rams and then Rams. OK, so a couple split
0: different between the two of us. So this yep. is going to be interesting. And there's
1: going to be a couple more.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Ooh,
1: foreshadowing.
0: Here we go. And uh, Philadelphia Eagles and the Denver Broncos, two teams that, again, have been hanging out in some of these games. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's the you know the funny thing about the, the Broncos again. Yeah. It's, it's you see this a lot with some teams. <laughs> they dump Von Miller right Cause they're finally yeah. like all right it's trade time we have been talks about it we can yeah. unload them yeah see so we go we get our picks yeah yep. so they're saying we're rebuilding you know we, we get some value from von right. miller while we can we're rebuilding <laughs> and they go out and they shellack the the denver broncos without von miller and yes. stuff like that <laughs> like so clearly von miller was the problem with the denver broncos you know so <laughs> it's just kind of funny how that happens but the philadelphia eagles i gotta say one thing thought- um they've been playing a lot of tough playing tough against a lot of games they've been yeah. in, in a lot they've of games been,
1: they've been competitive in every and, and single despite game despite
0: the problems like Jalen hurts the issues that he has with missing some receivers and here and there still been able He's to make legs. some big plays with He's his got legs, legs absolutely so and i and even though it's a philadelphia eagles team i hate the team but you know i, I like this i like to watch Jalen hurts though and i like to see yeah, what he right. does here you know what i'm saying <laughs> I, i'm interested <laughs>
1: So, was that, what are you picking? Oh, uh,
0: so, well, I don't know. It, it's, uh, Denver at home. Uh, who's going to start? Is it still going to be Teddy Bridgewater here for Denver? Obviously. Uh, Yeah, so, you know what? I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. How about that? There you go. Let's be different. I hate the Eagles still, so, so I'm going Broncos. It's still? It didn't yeah. change? No, it didn't change. Okay. I still like to watch Jalen Hurts run around. <laughs>
1: All right, so the Eagles, listen. Jerry it, Judy's back you now, right? He, so, yeah, he's been back. Good, yeah, yeah, so it's good. We're good. <laughs> we're good. We're good. It's going to be good. Uh, so we got the Eagles. Listen, the Eagles defense, I we weren't crazy about them, especially in the linebacking core. Uh, we know their secondary is pretty strong in, the, in their defensive line. But I, I just, I don't know. With this game coming into Denver, Denver doesn't have the best offensive line. That's kind of concerning. I feel like if the Eagles are able to stop the run and make them one-dimensional, they might really have a good shot of be- of beating Denver. Now, Denver is—they're no slouch, but they're no juggernaut either. Uh, and and for the for the Broncos, without being without having Von Miller, I still have a hard time figuring this defense out. I will say that the Broncos do an extremely good job of finding hidden talent, whether it be running backs or pass rushers and i could and i feel like when they moved on from von miller they had something up their sleeve the whole time mm-hmm. and, and and it doesn't look like they, they missed much when they when they moved on from him uh, so with the denver broncos at home the eagles coming to town i think i'm going to go with um, i think i'm going to go with philly on this one all right there you go Let's that's go a philly. commit all right because here we go i hate denver yeah it's, it's, it's and that's that's the opposite the of what we've done factor. here
0: like all, right, all right so we got the seattle seahawks and the green bay packers uh russell wilson does come back here uh green bay this for me if aaron Rodgers is able to play i like the packers if not you know where it's going so that's basically
1: the bottom line here for me um yeah absolutely and, and, and i agree with the same sentiment that, that jim said listen if jordan love is starting it's hands down seattle Seattle's getting back Russell now. Wouldn't it be interesting if Wilson was out another week, mm-hmm. and then you got Geno Smith versus Jordan, Jordan Love? Jordan. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like everybody wants great. to see that on, yeah. on you know. But uh, I like listen. Forty-five games. I, and in it, who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe if we all know that Odell said he's gonna, or his agent at least, or whoever said he's gonna take a few days to, before he's gonna decide on team. Mm-hmm. Now, since I- if that is a true statement. He's not playing this week, no matter who he signs with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if it is Green Bay, we got to look to for the following week for him to show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, Seattle's going to win this game. They get Russell Wilson back. When you got guys like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, uh, I mean, there's a lot to like there with the Seattle offense. And Seattle's defense is very aggressive. They're going to come right at. If Jordan Love is the quarterback, God help you, Green Bay. Because it's not, it's going to get ugly.
0: So you like Seattle if Jordan Love is going to play, but if Aaron Rodgers is playing, do you like Green Bay or do you still like yeah. Seattle? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. Say. Yeah. No. I just want to make sure. Okay. Uh, now the the Sunday night game here, uh, again, I think the NFL worked for this to be a nice marquee matchup here Sunday night, America's you know night and you know eight twenty. <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs. Now the the Raiders going to be better too. This going to be a great matchup and. It's going to be kind of rough here. This is going to be, uh, you know, the, the the Chiefs really looking terrible on offense. Defense looks like they're trying to do something. At least they held the last team into, to, like, six points. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Vegas Raiders, again, let one slip away from them by the turnovers and mistakes. Uh, last week, can they fix that here against the Kansas City Chiefs? What do you oh, think, Joe?
1: Car's going to be sharp. He's going to be focused this game. And they play hard at home, too, he- as well. I mean, he even came onto that pressure after the game and mm-hmm. said, "This this loss is on me." He mm-hmm. goes, "I know I didn't execute. I know I made mistakes, and I, I let, I let, whatever it was, get the better of him." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, so you know when Carr's focused, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shying away from that comment. Like mm-hmm. he really is. He's a top ten quarterback. He was last year. He played when he's on point. He's deadly. Uh, So I fully expect going against a team like the chiefs. Listen, this is a rivalry, big time rivalry. This is going to be a great game. It's going to be real close right down the stretch. It's going to be whatever team has the ball last type of situation. And that's going to end up determining the winner. No doubt about it. This has happened last year. The Raiders split games with the chiefs Mm -hmm. and they finally figured out like, Hey, the chiefs don't own us anymore. We can, we can take the game to them. And, they should have won their second uh, matchup against the Chiefs last year, but right. lost well, by a field goal. Mm-hmm. These games are tight all the time. Listen, Vegas is at home. They are going to be hungry. They're going to be after it, and I think I feel like they're going to be ready uh, against for for this Chiefs team to come visit and uh, send them on their way with a loss. I'm going Raiders. All right. This is
0: a tough one for me. I kind of want to say to mention, but
1: uh, real quick, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Real quick. I want to mention, too, is that you also got to remember, too, that the Raiders defense, as bad as it was last year. Now it's better. And they were that close to beating the Mm -hmm. Chiefs. Mm -hmm. And that was a Chiefs offense that was unstoppable. Right. A lot of times. Right. That's what's going to make this game really tight, I feel like. Whoever makes the least mistakes, I think, wins.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think really overall, I think for the Raiders, they're just more of a complete team, I think, at this point. They're able to run it with uh, Josh Jacobs if they have can to. Can you, you Drake had me? a can game, Can you too. Drake, too, as well? Like I was just going to say, you can hand it off to him. Lately, the Chiefs haven't been in doing it. If they stay one-dimensional, I think the, the Raiders, especially at home, that crowd's going to go ballistic. They'll be able to put the pressure here on, on the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think I'm going to go with the the Vegas Raiders as well, Joe. All right, here we go. Monday um, Night Football. Monday Night Football, the Los Angeles Rams and the San Francisco 49ers. Bob Money was with us here tonight. He's talking about the San Francisco 49ers. He's a big Niners fan. Should they fire Kyle Shanahan? I don't think so. No way. Uh, but the Rams, Matthew Stafford, they want to put the last week's game behind them, too, as, as well. But this is a tough divisional matchup. San Francisco is going to want to take it here to the Rams while they're vulnerable. They're hungry. But – again overall i think just talent wise the rams are still just better and so even though san francisco is at home i still think they have you know some issues they're working through I'm, and again losing mike mcglinky there here at the offensive line too as well as a, a big, big issue for them yep. i'm going to go with the los angeles rams
1: and I, I love the rams i mean here's the thing that's going to be really awesome everybody guess who debuts this week von miller mm-hmm. he didn't play last week now he's coming in this week. He knows a lot more of the playbook, obviously after a week of studying. And wow, you got Aaron Aaron Donald in the middle and Von Miller coming off the edge. <laughs> he could have used him last week. Listen, here's the, here's the worst part. Jimmy G's at quarterback. Mm-hmm. He can't run away from mm-hmm. Von Miller. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a problem mm-hmm. in the backfield for San Fran. The Rams are going to be looking to make you know an you know they'd exclamation point this game. They are going to want to stomp the hell out of the 49ers. It's in an interdivision game, so it gives them a shot. It's going to be closer than than it's not going to be a blow up. A blowout. It's a primetime game. Mm-hmm. And teams, despite their record, they show up for primetime games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so still feel like this is going to be a good matchup, but I think the Rams are going to get the edge on the Niners. Uh, I would say this. If Jimmy G wasn't the starter right now, if Trey Lance came back and Kyle Shannon made the decision of putting uh, Trey Lance in as the starter, I think it would have given them a, a little little notch upwards in terms of getting a, a better chance to win the game. Because Trey Lance is a very mobile guy, and that, w- and that, and that way he could kind of create some plays that way uh, to kind of open up this offense. But seeing Jimmy G as the starter... Yeah, we could bring them in on wrinkles of plays and stuff, but the Rams, their defense has been so good this season. Their offense has been highly prolific. And and look for Stafford to correct some of the mistakes he made last week and kind of really poured on to a division rival this week. Absolutely. So that's it. That's
0: the picks for this week. Let's look at the records there again. There you have it. Joe's got me by four, but again, we picked a lot of different ones this week. So right. let's see what happens. It might end up being a wash again and still end up in the same spot, right. but who knows? Every week's right. different. And again, one more time, we showed this right before we end up getting started tonight here, but I'm going to again throw this out there because tomorrow. Is Veterans Day, so I want to thank all of uh, our service members uh, of the military and everybody out there that are helping protect this country Absolutely. And, and veterans out there. We want to honor all of you guys, especially tomorrow. Thank you so much for your service, everyone out there who who, who fought before and died and then also people that are still out there, wounded veterans, everything. You see a veteran tomorrow. You see a military member, a service member. Make sure tomorrow make sure you, you, thank them. you thank them so much for everything that they do no matter what no matter whatever uh you know a president might be in you know terms or whatever they do their job they do what they have to do to help us and make sure you guys let them know that you appreciate it because they do it all for out of you know for out of the their heart and for no matter who you are out there so they're doing their jobs and it's a tough job so we thank you and
1: thank them absolutely so absolutely it. it's the ultimate sacrifice As, and yeah make sure you thank any veteran thank you all the men and women out there that have have fought and have served and that who uh have have stood by our country listen they, they are the defense for us mm-hmm. they have sacrificed there are some people that had to sacrifice their lives and and some people that are still fighting today mm-hmm. uh make sure you like jim said you make sure you go out to go out of your way even if you see see a veteran driving or whatever just go up and, and say thank you for everything that you've done uh Absolutely. because it's it's amazing what how how unselfish people are uh for fighting for our country and to give us the freedoms that we get to enjoy like me and jimmy wouldn't be doing this no broadcast we wouldn't be doing it for podcasts or uh, youtube or anything youtube might not even exist who knows uh but um yeah definitely thanks everybody out there thank you guys for tuning in thanks for all the support Thanks to all our sponsors out there. Uh, You guys are amazing. Really, uh, really uh, appreciate you. Uh, Paul Perry Kitchens, Mohawk Conda, Johnstone Supply in Toronto, New York, Colorize. What what am I missing? Buck Environmental Environmental Solutions. Solutions. Yeah, Uh, everybody out there. Raise Energy. Thank you guys all so much for your support Mm and helping this channel. And what you guys can do, uh, if you're a know-it-all, current know-it-all, if you're not a know-it-all, make sure you go ahead and follow us. On Facebook or YouTube, Football on the No Show is where to search us and find us. Hit the subscribe button and the notification bell to let you know when we go live. We are also on Twitter at FB underscore no. It really helps us a lot. If you could share, like the video, comment below, anything at all football related, we will be gladly to answer them. Uh, Thank you all so very much. We will see you next week. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And once again, thank you for uh, Steve Murray, uh, VoiceActorGarage.com, who does our voiceovers for our show, and also Down Monday for the music in our intro. So if you guys like them, check them out on iTunes as well, Down Monday. All right, thank you so much, and we'll see you guys next week. Join us next week from 8 till 10 Wednesday night for more Football on the Know with Jim and Joe.